0: Are listening to any given Sunday for Sunday, January 20th, 2019. I am your host, Manny Brown. What's good, everybody? Uh, it's been a long three weeks, but we are finally back. Back from our little holiday hiatus. My bad, it wasn't intended to be a three-week hiatus, more like a one-week hiatus. Um, but hopefully, everybody enjoyed their holiday season. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, happy new year. Kwanzaa, you know, Hanukkah, whatever holiday you celebrated over the last uh, holiday season, happy, blessed holiday season to you. Um, I had a great one. I went on vacation, saw my family, some friends in Florida, took a week off of normally scheduled programming, took the kids down to Florida, and we had a blast. Um, <clears throat> so it's crazy because we were supposed to do a show. Um, that New Year's weekend. And um, I was actually leaving that Sunday, so we couldn't get the show um, done that weekend. Um, You know, I was just running around, catching up, trying to find last minute things, packing up, you know, procrastinating like we tend to do. So I didn't get the chance to do the show that weekend. So I figured, uh, I'm not just going to try to crank something out real quick. I couldn't get a guest because it's New Year's Eve weekend. So I wasn't going to try to crank out a show. I didn't have time to. So I just decided, okay, just postpone the show and then i already had known that i wasn't going to do a show the following sunday um <clears throat> you know the uh the uh 6th because i was going to be here i was going to be in florida so um so i wasn't just i wasn't going to do that a show that week so um so it was only supposed to be a one week, but we took two, three weeks off. And then last week we were supposed to come back with an episode. Um, you know, I had Kyle lined up to be the show, be the guest last week, but you know, scheduling conflicts on my end of things had some things come up. Um, had some prior engagements, so I couldn't, I couldn't record that day. So, um, but nonetheless got that out of the way. We are back this week with a, with a new episode, feeling refreshed, feeling good. 2019 is here. We're ready to do some big things. Big, big things. I'm happy to announce a uh, a partnership with Dead End Podcast, Dead End Media. You guys know them well. Cal, uh, Ken has been on the show many a times, so uh, I'm happy to announce that I'm 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 officially a part of the Dead End family. Man, I, I'm I'm truly I'm truly. Um honored. Um I've been a fan of those guys from a long time ago. It's crazy. I, I remember watching some of their first YouTube videos and and now to get the opportunity to be under that banner and to be working with them closely. Um it's, it's gonna be dope. So um just wanted to announce that here on the podcast. I've been I've been tweeting about it for the last week or so, so just wanted to announce it officially here on the show. So um and with that, um the show will no longer be hosted on soundcloud meaning that it you know the primary downloads won't come from from soundcloud you know so they'll still be available on itunes google you know they'll still be available through the normal podcast directory so itunes google uh, spotify everywhere but we just won't be feeding them through soundcloud anymore so we'll be feeding them through uh, megaphone which is a studio 51 or studio 71 um podcast directory it's uh so far so good um got a chance to do a conference call with those guys they sound like pretty cool guys and pretty cool company to work with um nothing but good things uh, for, as far as they as far as they're concerned so um I'm happy to announce this man I'm happy about this partnership I think that um I think this is a great thing and it's just going to open us up for a new audience and 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 just new opportunities in 2019 man you know I said it last year briefly that you know I I have high hopes for this year you know this is our year um, I really want to take this show into a new, higher level. Um, and, and that starts there. So I'm, I'm happy to announce that. I'm proud to announce that. I'm, I'm so happy. I'm so <clears throat> honored to be a part of that project. And it's, it's just going to be dope, man. It's going to really, really be dope. But, um, yeah, my guest this week, uh, is Kyle. Um, Mr. 12 Kyle for the 12 Kyle podcast. You guys know him well. He's been on the show before in our TFP days. I'm happy to have him back now. Um, we're going to talk about uh, Championship Sunday. What a Championship Sunday that was. We'll get into it. We'll break down the two classic football games that we had tonight. Uh, we'll get into the Saints being right. We'll get into everything. So just wanted to have Kyle back. <clears throat> it's been a while since uh, I got a chance to talk to Kyle. So it's, it's going to be dope to, to get him back on the show finally. But, um, you know, I'm going to take a quick break and then I'm going to bring it back and we're going to have Kyle on the show. All right. Yo, what's up, everybody? If you're a real fan of any given Sunday, then you have to become a member of our exclusive Facebook page, AGS Nation. AGS Nation is a special Facebook group page where real fans of the podcast can connect with me and other hardcore sports fans. Now, I must warn you, anything goes on this page. Guys post the funniest, most thought-provoking, and sometimes even offensive posts, memes in the sports universe. So if you're... A little bit of weak at heart, do not join this page. But if you're a real hardcore fan of the show, join me, connect with me directly on AGS Nation. Don't hesitate, but beware. It goes down in AGS Nation. Peace out. Welcome back to the show. Uh, My guest this week, host of the 12 Kyle podcast, blogger extraordinaire, uh, also contributes on Dead End Sports from, from time to time, Mr. 12, Kyle, what's going on, man? Yo, what up, what up, what up, what up? Glad to be in the building, Welcome. man. What's going on? Nothing much, man. Nothing much, man. Uh, last time we had you, we were uh, technical foul. Now we're under a new name, Save Style. But uh, what's good, man? You uh, how's, you the, how's the family? How's the show? Everybody's how's good. Everybody's good, man. The family's. you know, the kids are getting bigger.
1: Uh, one step closer to pushing each one of them out of the house. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh the, pod, the podcast is going well man it, it's uh it's 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 been a lot of fun man i i love uh you know being able to create and really just kind of doing my own thing and then you know putting out content about stuff that i want to talk about and you know people respond to it so that's that's even better but um you know everything that i do as far as the podcast is concerned has been, you know, the podcast that I want to do and, and, you know, people take to it. So that's always dope.
0: Awesome. Awesome. And if you guys haven't checked it out, man, you guys, uh, if you guys have listened to the show for a while, you guys, you guys know about Kyle. So check it out. It's a dope show. Uh, it's not just about sports. It's about everything. Oh yeah. You know, he has a podcast about, you know, Hmm. relationships to a podcast about, you know, debating LeBron (laughs) LeBron hated, uh, you know the things yeah. that we don't want to during yeah. sex. I mean, yeah. it's just it's
1: everything. It's, it's relationships. Everything, so. It's dating. It's sex. It's you know hip hop. It's music. It's uh, sports. I I try to cover it all, man. What it it really honestly, the podcast is whatever I feel like talking about that particular day that I sit in front of the computer. That's it. Yeah, and I still haven't.
0: I, I still got to listen to part two of the last episode. I haven't listened to. Oh yeah, yeah. We 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 yet, had a right. good time with that one, man. I,
1: I did my best because, uh, for for those of you listening, the podcast was a, my most recent podcast was about uh, we were talking about LeBron, Jordan, and Allen Iverson. We were just talking about their significance as far as what they did and their influences, uh, not so much as on the basketball court but off the basketball court. And uh, in part two, man, I, I tried my best not to mention a certain Laker. Uh, <laughs> because one of uh, one of my co-hosts is a Laker fan and he knows yes. what, well, well, you know, it's funny because he's a Laker fan, but he also hates Kobe too. So I tried my best not to bring up Kobe in the discussion, but we got Kobe in there for a quick second and we got out, but uh, it, it was, it was a funny discussion, man. we had a good time with it.
0: Yeah, no, the first uh, first part of the show was, was really dope. So I'm I'm looking forward to catching up on part two. I might do that tonight or sometime. Cool. Oh, Let man. me know what you think,
1: man. We and, and these are like two of my best friends that we've been friends since like middle school. So we go way back. So it's, it's you know, honestly, we, and you kind of hear it in the podcast. It's not, it, it really was just us talking. We just
0: happened to be recording. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. literally how we talk all the time. Those are the best shows too, though, because it's like it's like a magic. As soon as you just as soon as you just hit record, it's like a magic. Mm -hmm. So the audience instantly picks up on that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, man, check it out, man. It's it's a dope podcast. I'm a huge Mm -hmm. fan of it. Um, I can't plug it enough. It's a great, great show. So, um, yeah, check it out if you haven't listened to it. Twelve Kyle podcast is available everywhere. Everywhere. I just got on Spotify Spotify too. Spotify. Congrats on that. Yeah, Spotify. Um, anywhere where you can get podcasts for free. There you go. <laughs> That's yeah, where it's so, at. <laughs> yeah.
1: Exactly, exactly. No
0: doubt. So yeah, man, uh, let's get started. I mean, today's the day. Championship Sunday. We had a hell of a day of football. Um, how you wanna do this? You want to start with the game that we just finished or you want to start with the earlier game first? Uh, we can start what with the earlier game first and and then you know work our way down. That's cool. All right, yeah. Well, let's start with the Saints and the um and the Rams game. Uh before before we kind of get into the game and what our opinions are and and get to the obvious, the controversial no call. Uh, get your opinions on that. Full disclosure: you are a Falcons fan. So, True, indeed. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure the results of. Uh, I'm sure the results of this game did not disappoint you in the slightest. Well,
1: okay. Here's here's the thing, Manny. I'm I'm a Falcons fan. For those of you listening, I live in the city of Atlanta. Um, I love my city, right? And my city has contributed a lot to you know the sports world. Uh, You know, they blew a Super Bowl lead a couple of years ago. So I I know the feeling of, you know, losing it all. But the city has contributed a lot to hip hop. And, you know, I really think the city would have been in trouble if the Saints had made it here. Um, Because Saints fans, God bless them, the whole New Orleans would have come to Atlanta for the Super Bowl. Not just the fans, (laughs) not just, you know, the players. I mean, the whole city of New Orleans and the surrounding areas would have come. Um but I'll say this, man. And I and I I I'm not throwing any shade at any Saints fans because the Saints fans that I know honestly Manny when the Falcons lost the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, I didn't hear one peep from one Saints fan. Nobody gave me any grief and I thought that was really cool. Um they got railroaded. I mean like it was really bad. I don't I don't wish that on any I mean, because if you think about it, the Saints went through a lot last year, losing the game in Minnesota the way that they did. But that was bad. man. I mean, like it was it was bad. I mean, like, I don't know how you can miss the calls that were missed. And of course, the one obvious call and and, you know, and. The Saints still are, you know, Sean Payton in particular, that he's still culpable, you know, to some degree because they still had a chance to win the game, but the NFL can't come back and say, well, hey, my bad, we missed those calls. And I really feel, I honestly feel even being a Saint, even being a Falcons fan, I feel for Saints fans because that's not how you want to lose a game. You know, it'd be one thing if the Rams just straight up beat them up and down. You can, you can live with that. You know what I'm saying? But. To have it taken away is something totally different. I, I I really feel for him to be honest, and I and I can be objective about that.
0: Yeah, I, well, it's a two prong for me. Like first and foremost, um, you're right. I I don't. I, I think Sean Payton does bear some responsibility, um, especially after that 43 yard. I think it was a 43 yard bomb to again. Yes, after that catch. The play calling in on that drive yes. was very suspect. I didn't understand it at all. I, I thought they had a chance to win the game right there um and yes that's when the that's when the controversial call occurred um so it was kind of a two-pronged thing there uh Sean Payton's you know play calling and then of course the 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 no call there by the officials i thought the officiating was 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 bad all day um very inconsistent on both sides um but yeah you're right um the Saints got host um now i'm i don't feel as strongly about it as i would say Had they, you know, like, I think the Sean Payton play calling still bears a lot of blame Mm -hmm. in this situation as well. Like, I think it's I think it's pretty much even, although I would give the slight edge to the no call, because I do think they got hosed on that. And I do think that had they had they and and this is why I lean a little bit towards the the no call, because, yes, the play calling that led up to that play to that no call was suspect. I'm not even going to say it was suspect. I thought it was terrible. Um, Right. It would have been negated had the two flags been thrown. Mm-hmm. So it so so because I know what people are going to say. Well, you know, I, it was a no call, but the, but Sean Payton did call a terrible, uh, terrible, uh, terrible plays there late in that in that game. And I agree with you. I completely agree with mm-hmm. you. But I do think that the had they called the flags there, that, that would have negated anything that Sh- that Sean Payton had called before that. And that and that's a good. They would have had the, yeah, because they still would have had the ball at no worse. I think they would have had the ball what at the five yard mm-hmm. line, something like that. Exactly. So yeah. So at at that rate, who knows what happens? They're 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 almost pretty much. I don't want to say they're guaranteed to score a touchdown there, but you know, close enough. You know what I mean? So I I think it was a it was a terrible call. It was a terrible, terrible call. But I thought the officiating was bad the entire game. I, I just I didn't understand some of the calls there. Um, Let's kind of get to the overall game mm-hmm. um, before, before, before the game, or in the week leading up to it. I, I didn't, I didn't, I don't know if you made a pick or you said anything on Twitter, but what was your pick going into the game?
1: I thought the Rams would win. I thought, and I, I was telling my friends that you know, it was going to come down to probably whoever had the ball last. Uh, yeah. I, I didn't foresee the game going in overtime, but I, I wouldn't have been surprised. You know, it had it going in overtime. Uh, because I, I saw the game that they played earlier this season, and you know it was a shootout in New Orleans, and, and New Orleans is a tough place to play. If you've ever, and yeah. like I've never, I've been there before for a game. It, it, that place is to to say that it's loud is an understatement. I've never seen it that loud before to the point where you got offensive linemen standing next to each other yelling, and they still can't hear each. They can't hear the calls or anything um but i thought it was going to be a close game i thought having uh Tlaib back was going to help the rams because he didn't play in, in the matchup that they had earlier this year and i was interested to see because because i'm, a, I'm a, <laughs> i played wide receiver in college and high school uh i'm always interested to see the the wide receiver cornerback matchup so i was interested to see how they were going to handle michael thomas considering the fact that he went off last week uh, against the Eagles. And he only finished with like four catches for 36 yards. So they did a good job of, and I'm pretty sure you double and triple teamed. Um, But they said, okay, hey, Ted Ginn, you're going to have to beat us. You know, uh, Smith, you're going to have to beat us. And what Sean Payton ended up doing was, you know, really going to his bread and butter, which was, you know, hitting Kamara out of the backfield, which is, yeah. I mean, which is it it is pick your poison. When the Camaro's coming out of the backfield, you can put a linebacker on him, but you know, and what their linebackers basically were doing was they were shading the inside and making him go outside. So he was just running outside routes. And but I mean you're picking up seven, eight yards a clip. So New Orleans offense was always in a positive situation. What I mean by that is they were always second and two, second and one. You know what I'm saying? At that point your playbook mm-hmm. is wide open. You don't necessarily have to run the ball. Um I was very impressed with how the Rams played defensively, particularly against the run. Uh they shut yeah. down uh Zeke last week when they played against the Cowboys and they shut down, you know, the uh, excuse me, the the Saints tonight. I don't I don't think I don't think either running back had over uh I don't think they may not even rush for 50 yards, which is saying a lot because, you know, Kamara and um, and, and Ingram are, are some, you know, tough running backs to stop. But um, I thought coming in, man, I thought it was going to be a close game. I, I thought, you know, I know New Orleans because I'm a Falcons fan and I watched them. You know, I know that they, they're they tough to beat in New Orleans. And, um, you know, the Rams got off to a shaky start. And I think, yeah, you know, the, the key was, you know, that fake, that fake punt, yeah, got I him going. Go
0: yeah, I, I was. Com- I'm completely with you. You read my mind, there. I was going to ask you the same thing about that. I thought that completely changed the game around, um, because I, I was worried. You know, going into the week, I I thought it's weird because I, I started the like. If you would have asked me this last Sunday, I thought the Saints were going to win. Mm-hmm. I, I just um, I was impressed with how the Saints won last week, although they didn't look particularly impressive against the Eagles, and the Eagles could have easily won that yep. game. I love the fact that the Saints tough that game out. And, you know, they, they won that game as much with their defense as 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 anything else. And, and that's a that's a rarity for a Saints team, you know, in, in the last few years. I mean, remember the first Super Bowl they got to in 2009 that, you know, while their defense was opportunistic, you know, the Saints were an offensive. Exactly. I mean, that, that, so they were an offensive team that just so happened to have a decent enough defense this year. I, I think they're you know, in a lot of ways, their defense is kind of ahead of their offense in a lot of ways. Mm hmm. Um so I I liked the way that they were able to kind of grind out that game and win that game you know win a tough just physical just intense football game I like how they were able to you know win that game and, and then I thought that being at home playing in the Superdome I just thought that I just thought the home field was going to be too much and and I was like that you know maybe Sunday Monday ish but then during the week I started chanting I'm like man the Rams kind of played well too Gurley's back CJ Anderson is is emerged I really like how the how the Rams defense had played against the Cowboys because um, that Rams defense was you know I I, and I, and I was talking to one of the homies this week and I was like I've been I've been really disappointed with the Rams defense. Mm-hmm. I just kind of felt like the Rams defense has not been as good as advertised. Um, they've been good in moments, but they just for the totality of the season, they really haven't played up to their potential. But you know, really the last game or two left in the regular season and then going into the postseason, I've really been impressed with what the Rams defense mm-hmm. has been doing. Um, especially the front line, the defensive line. I mean and Donald is done. Yes. I mean, we know Donald is, is <laughs> that guy. So so that, that goes without saying. But Sue is has kind of, you know, caught second win here late in the season and and uh blockers has, has played well and and that linebacking core for the same, for the for the uh, Rams is I think is a little question, you know, a little bit of a question mark, but they've they played well. Um and the secondary's gotten healthier. So I I you know the Rams defense getting healthier and playing better. Um and just, cause, and just, and just the worry that the Saints really hadn't played, you know. Even though I just praised them, the Saints for the, really for the last six weeks of the season really hadn't played. Well. Right. Good um, point. So that that kind of, you know, I kind of, I kind of, I kind of sipped the Kool Aid a little bit on that one too. And I was like, hmm. I I, I still I still kept my pick that the Saints were going to win, but I, I I was I was I I I could have been convinced that the Rams could have won. And um, yeah, I thought the game completely changed on the on the fake punt. I, I thought that really changed because I, I I thought that the Rams were in danger. Mm-hmm. I, I really did. I thought this was I thought this had blown out. But I thought I thought this had you know blowout written all over it. I thought this was going to be another Eagles Vikings you know from last year's NFC Championship. I, I thought this was just going to be that. I mean, that's what it looked like for the first you know quarter and a half of the game. And I just really thought that fake punt kind of settled the game down. I thought it got the Rams back in the game and. The, the 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 MVP the guy that that isn't getting a lot of credit and it's a shame because I think that you know the highlights of the game is going to be the, the missed call obviously mm-hmm. but Jared Goff really grew up in this game yeah he did I, I really I you know that's why I always like I always get mad when people look at numbers and they try to grade performance on just based on numbers like sometimes you got to watch the game because if you look at Jared Goff, Jared Goff's numbers like he didn't he didn't have overwhelming statistics you know he didn't you know he didn't you know his quarterback rating wasn't that high but anybody who watched that game can tell you Jared Goff played a hell of a game especially in the second half i mean he just completely grew up before our eyes I, some of the throws he made especially on third down you know the, the the saints defensive line was in his face a lot and he just made some tough tough throws right. and, and i've and, and i'm still a little iffy on golf like i've i've gotten off of it because he's, he's played well the last few years for the most part but you know, I'm still a little iffy on golf. If, if you know, in a big spot, can he really be the guy that leads the Rams? And he and he showed it today. He he made some big, big plays. He made some big throws when he needed it. He settled the game down. He settled down in the game, and and that's big. Before a young quarterback like him, I, I, that's really big. So, um, I, I think he's not getting a lot of play. I, I haven't I haven't really watched ESPN. Obviously, we're doing a show, but I don't know what they're talking about as far as that game goes. As far as you know, talking about that performance, but. Um, that was a hell of a performance. What did you think? I,
1: I agree. I think um, I'm sitting here looking at his numbers. He was 25 for 40 for 297 yards. Uh, conversely, Drew Brees was 26 for 40 for 249 yards. So, you know, they both had pretty much similar numbers. Obviously, yeah. go- golf through for a little bit, for through for more yards. Um, but when you look at the, you know, like you said, some of the passes that he made, particularly in the second half, Um, golf is one of those guys, like a lot of young quarterbacks that they got to get a rhythm going. And I think part of the issue that they ran into initially in the game was he didn't get a chance to get a rhythm going. And I don't know what I, and and honestly, man, I'm not sure something's wrong with Ty Gurley. They're not telling us what's wrong with Ty Gurley. But Todd I think girl, it's probably the knee. I think it's it's got to be. Probably
0: not, it's yeah, got to be. be. I do, yeah. He, he yeah, had
1: uh, four rushes for 10 yards. You know, and so when you look at that, if, if someone had told you coming into this game that Todd girl is going to rush, going to have four carries for 10 yards, you'd probably say that the Rams are getting, you know, thrown out of the Superdome. Uh, C.J. Yeah. Anderson has 16 carries for 44 yards. Um, but again, it goes back to what you said. Goff's ability to, you know, make plays and some of those throws that he will make he was making, particularly in the second half. You know, to Everett, Everett. Everett played, played big. big. You oh, know, he man. he that that one that he hit Everett when he got outside of the pocket and Everett yeah. turned it into like a 30 yard gain. Um, you know, those were big because those are conversions and it helped them move the sticks. And I think once it, it just looked to me like you know, golf was a little, uh, not just golf, but the entire Rams team, they were a little anxious. And once they settled down and you got to give them credit defensively because, you know, they had, they were in situations where they they could have literally had the doors blown off of them, but, you know, you look up and you're only down 13, nothing. And it's the first quarter. Now you're down 13, nothing, but still you're like, okay, we just got to settle down and i think like you said the the fake punt was key and then after that offensively they started they they kind of got their footing up under them and you know defensively they locked in and and then I, even in being down 13 nothing you know the defense stopped them what twice in the red zone which is something mm-hmm. that i think the saints yeah. are one of the top teams in the red zone so uh you know hats off to to the rams because you know outside of the the blown call uh, blown calls, I should say, um, you know, they played, they played well, they played well enough to win. So did the
0: saints, but yeah, I mean, the saints played well. I mean, this was, a, you know, it's, you know, cause a lot of times when you, when you get in these games, you know, there's one team that doesn't make, you know, doesn't play as well as the other. I, I thought both teams really played well. Um, I, I thought breeze played, uh, you know, even though his numbers weren't great, they were similar to golf. He made some tough throws too. Um yeah. So I, th- I thought both quarterbacks play well enough to win. Mm-hmm. I-, I do think that fake punt, man, that's going to go down the lure. I-, I thought that I, that play is not going to get enough credit. Right. It's not going to get enough love, obviously, because it's a fake punt. So, you know, it's kind of, and then of course, with the, with the no call, the, the famous, the infamous no call. Now that's going to get all the attention of this game, unfortunately. And it's, it's messed up that that's going to be the, the, the thing that's going to be remembered the most about this game. Um, but yeah, I thought that the fake punches changed everything for the Rams. And I thought the Rams, you know, I think the Rams kind of came out like a young team. You know, I thought the I thought the the environment, the crowd noise, I thought got the best of them in that first quarter. I, I you know, Goff looked like he was a little shaken there in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, give him credit. I mean, how many times have we seen young quarterbacks come out on the road with the with the hostile environment, the noise. Yeah, he throws he throws a pick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So pick. Pan- <laughs> You know how many how many times have we seen guys come out? You know, great quarterbacks, young, mm-hmm. quarterbacks, you know, guys that go on to be hall of famers. I mean, I remember, you know, I remember a playoff game with Peyton Manning played against the Jets in the Meadowlands and hostile environment. You know, this was what I think this is Peyton's like fourth or fifth year, something like that. And uh, you know, just completely, rat, you know, the Jets, you know, the crowd, the, the the defense just completely rattled them, and they and we beat them forty one nothing. And uh, you know, so and obviously this is Peyton Manning, so. You know, how many times have we seen young quarterbacks on the road come out and, you know, in, 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 you know, in hostile conditions and just completely fold under pressure. But Goff completely stayed with it. You know, he, he, you know, he was able to weather the storm. He was able to take the Saints best punch. And I thought it was important. I thought it was important for them to only be down the way they were down at the half. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of felt like they could sit there and say, look, we took their best punch and we're still here. So I, I thought that was really important.
1: Oh, no doubt. No doubt. I think, uh. I think what we saw, like you said, uh, Jared Goff really just maturing and, you know, once they settled down, they were able to, you know, take a couple of punches from the Saints and then they kind of realized they they looked around and said, okay, hey, you know, we can play with these guys. And, you know, it, it, yeah. that sounds funny and that sounds weird to say, but, you know, a lot of times in reality, you know, when, when you're getting hit with these haymakers, you, you, you tell yourself, or you you look around and you're like, well, hey, we we we're okay. We're in this. We we know how to play. You know, it's not like you know we just we just got dropped off here. But um, you know that that fake punt again was huge. Um, I'll ask you. Let me ask you this question because I've, I've I'm often asked this question. Uh, obviously, like you said, a lot of the talk, particularly for fans, will come back to the uh. The, the blown call, if you will. The mm-hmm. question I have for you is, the question I get asked often, did that one play cost the Saints the game?
0: <sighs> See, this is, I'm torn a little bit. The fan in me, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not a fan of the Saints, obviously. So I'm I'm it's, I, when I say the fan in me, the football right. fan in me um, is going to say yes. Um, but if I'm doing this from the podcaster me, the broadcaster me, um, you know, I, I can't ignore... Sean Payton's play calling I, I'm just confused by the you know after the 40 because I thought after Breeze hits again there and he has a two-minute warning mm-hmm. and I, I thought the Saints were gonna win. yeah like just like okay it, that was the big play they didn't need it now the Saints are gonna you know barring something catastrophic and lo and behold <laughs> obviously. But, but no like barring something catastrophic I thought you know the Saints are gonna win this game so I guess to answer your question, yes, but I, I don't. It, it's it's tough. It's it's tricky. Yes, I do think the call had an effect mm-hmm. because I, you know, because I just said earlier that yes, while the call was big, Sean Payton's play calling before that was terrible. I mean, it was just awful. I mean, that throw he made on that play calling first down, like yeah, what are you guys, yeah, throwing? you don't throw the ball on Run first the down. Fo- yeah, run the football. Make them use their timeouts. And I and I and I'm not in, You know, I'm not a. I'm not saying anything. You know, magical here. I mean, you know, Aikman said the same thing. So, I mean, everybody had the same mindset. You know, run the football. Make this. Make the Rams use their timeouts. You know, work the clock a little bit there. You know, you're in the position where you know right now you you've got full control here. Um, and you know, so but I but I think that was negated by the no call. I mean, that was just. And I think the the severity of the no call also plays. I mean, that was just, not only was that pass interference, but that was target. Yeah, it was. So that's too flat. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, it's not like it was a questionable, it could have gone either way, Passing. interference. I mean, that was one of the most horrific missed calls I've ever seen in a playoff. Like, honestly, like what, I'm going to curse, what the fuck were those <laughs> officials looking like? Like, were y'all paying attention? Like, did y'all get caught up in the moment? Like, and, and it's, and I get it. Officiating these games are, you know, I I get it. I sympathize with these officials because I I think the NFL is the hardest game to officiate. I really do because it's so much going on. I mean, you could call pass interference on any play. Mm -hmm. You can call holding on any play. Hell, you could call targeting on any play if you really, really, really wanted to get to the nitty-gritty of it. Um, so I mean, it's 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 hard. It's hard. But I mean, that's a call you got to make. I mean that's that's I mean that's just obvious. I mean my daughter can make that. She's right I mean come on, man. that's just that's just I mean you know I mean that's just basic one on one officiating. Like the dude led with his head, the crown of his helmet, like that was that was a flag. If you don't want to, I mean if you don't even want to say pass interference, at 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 best that's targeting. Mm-hmm. And what's targeting a fifteen yard penalty? Right. And I think an I think an ejection? No, it's not an ejection. Not not on the pro level. Not on the pro level. Uh, yeah, okay, not on the pro level. My bad. Um, so yeah, it's a 15 yard, it's a 15 yard penalty. So, um, yeah, that, that, that has to be called there. that just has that you cannot not make that call. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think it cost them the game. I mean, it absolutely did. Because again, while I, while I don't like Sean Payton's play calling, it completely got de- negated by the no call. It just did. Because even if, even if, you know, even, even with all the bad play calls that came, that ensued after the game catch, you know, you got to believe that the Saints are going to get it first down, you know, first in, you know, goal, you know, I believe at the five or four, wherever, mm-hmm. you know, so essentially there, the Saints have new life and you would think that they're, they're going to figure out a way to score there. So yeah, I thought it in the game, man. I, I really, really do. and it, And it's a shame. And I think that this game is going to be forever marred by that. And, and you know what I hate? I hate after the fact when you know when the coaches call the league and I don't know who calls the league. I'm, I'm assuming Sean Payton calls the league or the league calls Sean Payton. Yeah, we blew it. Like no shit. No <laughs> like, oh okay. Hey, I'm sitting here pissed <laughs> off right to talk to fifty three guys that you know the NFL just basically hosed us. But hey, at least they admitted it, guys. Like, what? and I yeah, there's it. no it's, consolation it's, for that. Yeah, yeah. It's and I get it. You know, like they kind of have to say that in a way but it's like you almost you're almost better better off just not saying anything. you're almost just better off just don't even answer the phone when they call like just like you know what's hey just we're not even gonna answer the phone but you just know we got it we know we know we know we fucked up just just don't even say anything like it, it, uh, I, I hate that and you see that in all sports you know? mm-hmm. when they put you know, you know the umpires and mlb blow a big call well yeah we know well oh we know we got it wrong yeah no shit because so does, so does 50 million people. We know. We know you fucked up. Like, <laughs> right. the NBA, it's the same thing in the Yeah, the NBA, NBA like, does yeah, it, yeah, too. I, so yeah, I, I hate I don't that. Know. That's a pet peeve. Yeah, it's a pet peeve of mine. Like, I, yeah, come on. Seriously? Like, yes. All right. All right. W- w- that's a consolation. Like, if I was one of the players in the Saints locker room, like, really? Like, really? Hey, here I am feeling down. But, you know, hey, at least the officials owned up to it. Like, come on. Come on. But. Yeah, I I thought it cost him the game. I, I mean, there's just no other way to say it. No other way to say it. It cost him the game. Um, yes, the Saints had other opportunities to win the game. Yes, the Saints could have got some stops in overtime. Um, you know, yes, the Saints could have scored more points there, especially in the first half. Um, yes, all valid points. All valid points. But that no call is just – it's its tough to come back It's tough to come back Yeah, I – I'll
1: put it like this, and the reason why I asked is because, like I like I said, I'm often asked that. Um having played football, I remember I remember when I was in college, uh, one of my coaches, he would always tell us that one play never decides a game, right? And so as a player, we always adapted that mentality, but the reality is as a player, now as a fan, yeah. <laughs> You're gonna think, yeah, that play cost us yeah. the game. But as a player, I'm sure when the Saints players watch this film, they'll they'll see several times where they had opportunities to win the game, or they, where where they had opportunities to make plays and they didn't, and they they did what we used to call they left touchdowns on the field, and or they yeah. left points on the field, if you will. And so I think in this case, as a Ask a New Orleans Saints player once they watch the film, yeah, they'll realize that they they that they left points on the field. I mean, like one of the first drives that they had, the Saints uh, tight end had the ball in the end zone and he dropped it. Yeah, and they ended yeah. up settling for three. <laughs> you know, so those are that's those are points. So if you get that touchdown as opposed to three, it's a different ball game. So. It depends on so to answer the question, yeah, it depends on who you ask. If you ask a player, like I said, once they remove themselves from this and and, and watch film on it, they'll understand that yeah, that play didn't it didn't cost them the game, but it helped them lose the game. Um, from a fan's perspective, yeah, it it cost them. And like you were mentioning about the officiating, I went back and I watched it. Um, and one thing I want you to look at when when whenever you get a chance to watch the highlights. The side judge who is right there where the the impact takes place mm-hmm. is standing. He's off what, what they call the white. He's off the white. So he's not even in the field of play. Wow. So you see his hands in the screenshot. You see him signal incomplete. He was, it looks to me like he was there strictly to, he was like kind of trying to pay attention to if the guy was going to catch right. the ball and if he's going to catch it in bounds. So. If that's the case, if he's making that call, then the side judge is eliminated, basically. So then you go to the field judge who's in the middle of the field. Exactly. The field judge should have thrown that that flag because you could make a case, uh, as crazy as it sounds, you could make a case that the side judge didn't have the angle to see that the guy, he may have thought that the guy got there as soon as the ball did, which is crazy, but... (laughs) You can make a case that that's what he was looking at, but that field judge, he's supposed to make that call because he has a clear view of the ball. And like you said, even if you don't get him for pass interference, it's helmet to helmet contact. The, The Saints should have gotten the ball at the five. They get the ball at the five, you know, like you said, barring something crazy they can – and I, I don't think – the I think the Rams had one timeout. I believe they had two. Okay, so, think, if they, so they either way – so if they had one or two, you know, you run a couple of plays, take a knee, you could probably drain the clock down and kick a field goal. Or you can – you know, the Saints still had their timeout, so, you know, they could be aggressive um, and, you know, try to score, score the touchdown or what have you. Uh, but that being said, even though – That was an awful call and they should have gotten it right and they got it wrong. They still gave the Rams back the ball with like a minute 37 seconds left Mm -hmm. and allowed them to drive the ball down the field. And Woods makes a catch on a skinny post and there's nobody around it. Yeah. And if he doesn't fall down, he's walking into the end zone because nobody's gonna catch him. I don't know what kind of defense the Saints were playing. But, you know, so it's plays like that that, you know, allow you to get into overtime. And then you get into overtime and, you know, Breeze gets hit and he throws a pick. Yeah, I mean, what what can you say? It's, you know, it's unfortunate. And like I said, for the fans, um, yeah, I, I I don't, I don't, I'm not going to, you know, throw any shade at the Saints fans. I, I, I can imagine their pain as far as how they feel because they really feel like they got hosed. But the Saints players, has they have to know that they had a hand in this. Like, it, it wasn't, it was mostly the refs, but, you know, they also gave this game
0: away too, as well. Let me, let me ask you. And, and I always, I, I like to ask players this and, you know, the, the the few players that I know that actually played the game in, mm-hmm. in all sports. How do you, I'm, I'm a, I'm a fan and a lot of fans believe in this. Some fans don't. I'm a big believer in momentum. I'm a big believer that God sometimes plays in these games. Um, and I'm a, I'm a huge believer in, in momentum and in that momentum, you know, has an effect on a team. I, from a from a player perspective, and I'm just saying this from a fan perspective, but from a player perspective, mm-hmm. do you guys believe in momentum? Do you guys believe that there's just that's just that, that one thing or that one play or that one situation that can change everything? And the reason I ask this, because I, I do think that, you know, that call may have had an adverse effect on the Saints. You, know? mean, mm-hmm. you know, to go into a situation where you basically feel like you should have gotten a call, you know, how deflating is that on the sidelines? How deflating is that, you know, after the fact? You know, and, I, and you got to believe that the Rams kind of felt like they got second life there, you know. So it, oh, it's, no momentum, it's momentum on both ends. So, you know, but you kind of explain that from the player perspective. Like, do you guys kind of buy into momentum, you know, and how, you know, one play, you know, uh, you know, one shot, one pitch, one hit, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever analogy you want to use, um, you know, changes everything, changes the momentum of the ball. I, I agree. I,
1: I think it does. Uh, at least for me, when I played football, it did. Um you know, and you see it sometimes on the field. We, we don't, as fans, we don't necessarily pay attention to it. But I'll give you an example. If it's, and it can be any team. It doesn't have to be the teams that we watch tonight. But it's third and 15. Mm-hmm. And you got your defenses on the field, and it's third and 15. And the quarterback drops back, and he completes a 17-yard pass. That is deflating as hell. Yeah. And so instead of you getting you know, amped up that your defense is getting off the field. Now it's like, oh, we got to do this again, three more downs, you know, and it's momentum is something that keeps going. And it's, it's hard to block out, you know, when things are, you know, it's, it's like the old saying when, when it's rolling, it's rolling. And so I think you have to be mentally tough when the momentum isn't going your way, you know, and how you break out of that is that somebody has to make a play. And I think sometimes, and we hear that a lot, particularly in the NFL, somebody got to make a play. A lot of times, guys are waiting on other guys to make plays. Um, you know, I didn't see a lot of, I know you, you, you're a huge Jets fan. I didn't see a lot of the Jets play this year. I did see the Jets-Patriots Be game. thankful of that, by the way. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened, a little bit of the game that I saw. Everybody was waiting on somebody else to make a play as opposed to saying, okay, We got the lead. Let's finish these guys. It was almost like we're playing not to not to lose as as opposed to playing to win. Per case in point, Falcons having that twenty five point lead. You know, they just you you can't sit on a lead. This isn't little lead. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's a professional for a reason. And in that particular game, the Patriots got momentum. And then after a while, it just guys start looking around like, okay, what's going on here? And then the fans start getting into it. And so tonight, I think, you know, that momentum, I think, like you said, it had an adverse effect on on the Saints. You know, it, it was that was tough to not because think about it. You go from the euphoria mm-hmm. of Ginn catching that pass. First of all, for Ted Ginn to catch a pass is a blessing <laughs> in and of itself because yeah. he will yeah. drop the he does easies. drop. He does drop. Yes. He will drop an easy pass, but catch the difficult ones. And for him to go up make that play, so you know, right now this game is in the bag. It's in the bag. They're celebrating, and then they come out of the two minute warning, and Sean Payton throws a pass. So you're like, Her? what are you doing? Like, <laughs> what are you doing, bro? We're we're, we're, we're two minutes away from heading to Atlanta, and so that's a, a, a negative momentum. And then I think something else happened, and then they ended up having, to, you know, then the play happens on third down and then so you end up having to kick the field goal. And so yeah, you there's negative momentum at that point, but then you got to feel good at lo- a little bit because, you know, your defense is there and the crowd is going crazy and you're thinking, "Okay, we're we're a minute and 30 something seconds know what, away from You know what that remind me of? Super Bowl. You
0: know what that remind me of and I and I'm my bad to bring this up to you. You're a okay. fan, but uh the Julio Jones catch late in that game in the Super Bowl. Yeah. And then the and yeah. then the play calls after that, Matt Ryan taking the sack. I mean, that's what it that's what it instantly what I thought that's of. Exactly that's, I, exactly that's exactly what it was. That's exactly like, what it was.
1: What are y'all doing? That's it. And and you know, I think sometimes, man, and I, I I would I would love, and I'm pretty sure he's not gonna address it, like you mentioned, Sean Payton's play calling. I think sometimes, man, these quote unquote coaching geniuses, they get too smart for their yeah, for their own damn outsmart, good. Yeah, they outsmart themselves. Yeah, they outsmart themselves. I mean, like, yeah, the this, the Rams weren't expecting the Saints to throw the ball at that juncture, uh, having, you know, driving with a chance to, you know, go ahead. They weren't expecting them to throw the ball in that juncture. But the fact that you threw the ball in it's an incomplete pass, you stopped the clock. Yeah. That's one less timeout that they have to burn. You know, anything can happen. I mean, football is a crazy sport. Yeah. You know, it's almost the equivalent of, and you and I watch back thousands of basketball games where, Teams just start getting hot, mm-hmm. and next thing you know, even the scrub that comes off the bench, he's hitting shots. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's just when it's just that mm-hmm. night. And I think you know, momentum. Now, honestly, man, there there are people who don't believe in momentum. I, I I think it's something that's true. And the only way that you break it, you have to be strong mentally because the game comes in waves. It's it's almost like an NBA game where you know you know teams are going to go on runs, and so you know just to kind of correlate the two, like. If you're playing against Golden State, yeah, your 10-point lead can be evaporated with a couple of trips down the court because they shoot threes so well. Yeah. So after that, what's going to happen? And so then the
0: crowd is into it. Curry shooting from, you know, the logo. Right. What are you going to do? And that, and that's you why, know, I like, gonna... I feel, and not to not to get into too much basketball, and we're talking about, you know, the, the conference championships, but, you know— that's why, like, and, and I always, I always rag Rockets fans for last year. You know, I always bring up the fact. That oh they no had, they always, always bring up the fact that they had a 17 point lead in Game Six and they had a 15 point lead in Game Seven. Like, yep. And we all know Golden State's capable of being, because you know, that's the first thing they say. Well, it's Golden cool State. You know, they're going to make a run. That's why you got to play extra. Like, that's why you have to be extra aggressive. Like, mm-hmm. you got to treat a 15 point lead like it's a five point lead. Yep. Like, like you got to treat it like a zero zero. Yeah, exactly. Because you just know. Like, I'm not comfortable against. I, I'm not comfortable against Golden State. Unless it's a thirty point point, and even then, I'm thinking yeah. about it. You know, what I'm saying it's like, that, that, that that's what they are. You know, what I'm saying so. It's the same thing in football. I mean, when you play the Patriots, and we'll get to that in a second. But you know, when you play the Patriots, like you, it, I, I've been watching this team for nineteen years, bro. Like, I, I, I don't care if you're up by, t- I don't care if you're up twenty eight points. I never feel comfortable against Patriots. Never, mm-hmm. never. You shouldn't because you know the game isn't over team. until it's
1: zero yeah. zero, it, until it's that's, it, that's the only time you can relax when it's zero zero. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, yeah, momentum is, 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 at least for me, I think it's real. And, um, you know, the game comes at you in waves and it's, can you ride the rough waves and, and can you sustain the, the good waves for you in, in that
0: manner? I I agree. And and you know, the people that don't believe in it, they're kind of just more of the, you know, hey, it's about plays and, you know, making plays and doing this and do, and and, and I, I get that to a to the overall degree I get it. But, you know, I still think momentum does play in these games. I, I really do. No doubt. Um so where do the Saints go from here? I, I wrote on Twitter that, you know, has there been another team in recent memory, another football team that has lost two of the most excruciating playoff losses you know, back to back years. I mean, you think about the Minneapolis Miracle Mm-mm. last year. And then you look at this game. I mean, oh my, I mean, can you name a team that has lost just absolutely, like, heartbreaking, just gut-punched, like, that's a loss that's going to stick with you. I mean, those are, I, I believe that there's losses that are generational losses, like, mm-hmm. like the like the, like the the Browns' losses in the 80s. Those were generational losses. Like, those are losses mm. that take 20, 25, 30 years in the Browns' case of getting over it. Like there's, there's just losses like that. I believe, not to disappoint you again, but I think the twenty-eight to three is a generational loss. Like that's a loss no that's gonna hurt that franchise and that fan base for generate. Like people twenty-five years from now are gonna keep thinking about that until you actually get another chance to get to a Super Bowl and win. Mm-hmm. That 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 is still gonna be there. And and these two losses are gonna stick with Saints fans. And I know a lot of them. You know a lot of them. I'm sure that yeah. these two losses, man. I, as a fan, which which one is worse? Um,
1: it, I think for the Saints fans, I like I said earlier, I think this this fan, I think this loss is worse than last year's loss because last year was sudden. Um, and you can say, okay, well, hey, Diggs made a play. The, the Vikings didn't give up. You know, they 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 took it. They won. You know, they you hate how you hate that it ended the way that it did, but that's how it ended. This one right here, as a fan, you gotta feel this like one, this one this was one. taken yeah. from you. Yeah. 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 I you agree. don't feel like you lost this one. You feel like you this one was taken. Um, you know, where the Saints go from here, I don't know because here's the thing about football that people don't really understand, and fans really don't understand. You don't pick up where you left off. No. Every season is a is a different entity in and of itself. So it's not like, you know, in the NBA where LeBron loses the finals. And they got the whole squad coming back next year. You know, so you can pretty much pencil in, you know, this team and that team for the finals. Or at least, you know, going into and not to use basketball, but like you said, going into this NBA season, there's about three or four teams that we know can be in the finals, right? In the NFL, it doesn't work like that. In the NFL, legitimately, every team starts the season thinking that they have a legitimate shot at the Super Bowl. Now, that's what they think, but not everybody does. But none of what you do the previous year carries over into this year. Uh, Last year's Saints team wasn't as good as this year's Saints team um, in a lot of ways. And so, you know, it's a, it's a year of experience. It's a year of, you know, trying to get back. It's a year of trying to avoid the injury bug. Um, So crazy stuff happens, man. I mean, like, you just never know from year Breeze to year. Breeze is a year older. Assume. Exactly. Breeze is a year older. And I mean, like I, I, someone, one of my boys texted and said, well, you know, and we'll we'll get into the KC game in a second. But they said, well, you know, Mahomes, is, is, this is the second year. He'll be back. Oh, man. Don't, yeah. I mean, you can't assume. I mean, we there's would no think that, but I mean, you there's can't no, assume there's that. No there's, let me tell you something, man. One of my favorite there's quarterbacks no of all time. There's no guarantees. Yeah, man. I one mean, of my favorite I, quarterbacks know? of all time. Dan Marino. Made it to the Super yeah. Bowl his second year. Never made it back.
0: Never. It yeah, I mean, look at look at Colin Kaepernick. I mean, yeah. and not to bring up the 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 Sants and all that, but you know, look at Colin Kaepernick. I mean, he was a fourth, a questionable fourth in goal play from winning a Super Bowl. And who would have thought after the end of that year that man, the 49ers, they got Harbaugh, they got Kaepernick? Like this team is gonna be playing and you know, you know, at the very least, have opportunities to get to Super Bowls for the next five to ten years. And look what happened. Now there's other things that went into that, obviously, right. that were kind of beyond football. But you know, I mean, just just think of it like that. I mean, just think of it like that. I mean, that we don't know. You don't know. Yeah, you There's just no you just absolutes. don't know. There's no absolutes in baseball. That's why you know, I, I I take the NBA out of it because in the NBA, I mean, if you got a LeBron, if you got that once in a lifetime that transcendent that transcendent talent, you're going to have a shot every year, barring injury. You're going to have a shot. Right. So I think in the NBA is a little different. But I mean, you know, my favorite sport, baseball and football. I mean, you don't know. That's why you don't I mean, know. You got a chance. When you got a chance, you got to go for it. You got to win because you don't get these opportunities. Mm-mm. It, it, Mm-mm. You know, Saints fans can, and I'm sure that you know they'll be in you know they'll be in mourning for the next six months. But you know they'll 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 cheer up again once training camp opens up. Oh, of course. And, uh, you know they'll cheer up and they'll start the new year with hope, as as we all do as fans. Mm-hmm. And you know you'll talk yourself into thinking, well, you know what, let's go, baby. You know we're back this year. Mm-hmm. we gonna right this wrong. <laughs> the you know, we, we, we all do that as fans. We talk ourselves into believing that <laughs> this is what's gonna happen. But at the end of the day, you know, there's no guarantees. No, there's, there's no guarantee. No, I mean,
1: and then your guarantees. then your star receiver holds out, and then your running back, you know, then your left tackle gets, you know, yeah. uh, he tears his Achilles, and then yeah. your starting safety, you know, he gets a drug suspension. I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, all these things, all of these yeah. things happen and, and within an off season. I mean, it, it all happen in an off season, exactly. Yeah. And so, the the promise of you know, okay, well, we just we made it to the NFC Championship game. You know, next year is our year. Nah, it don't work like that. It just you, every year is just a, a total different entity in and of itself. And, you know, to be honest, you, you got to catch some breaks along the way. I mean, if you lose yes, your luck, starting luck quarterback,
0: pff, yep. there goes your season. Yeah, There's luck involved in this, man. Oh, no question. <laughs> there's there's no a lot of luck question. involved in this. A lot of skill and a little bit of luck. Absolutely. Well, let's transition over to a team that's been enjoying a lot of luck and a lot of skill for a long time—the mm-hmm. um, New England Patriots. They do it again. Uh, beat the Kansas City Chiefs in overtime. Um, where do we start with this game? Um, it's interesting because you know it wasn't it wasn't as—I don't think it—you know—it's weird because this game kind of it was—it was—it was a two-part game in a lot of ways. Like it was kind of a whole-hum game for the first three quarters or so. And then in the fourth quarter, <laughs> in the overtime, it was just—I mean, it was just a playoff classic. I mean, so it's—it's it's weird when you're analyzing this game because, like, the first—you know—three quarters it's kind of—I uh, mean, it was a good game, but I mean, it was just kind of—it eh, was there, and then then it just became this just—just the shootout. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, where do we start with this game? Um, I, well, let me know what, first of all, what was your pick going into the week? And you know, kind of just break down the game from there. I
1: picked Kansas City, too. Uh, I thought, you know, them being at home, I thought they, uh, you know, this in spite of losing to New England earlier this season, I saw that game. I think that was a Sunday night game,
0: Yeah, was. Uh, which was a
1: good game, really good game. 43 yeah. Yeah, they lost in uh, Foxborough. I thought the home field advantage, I think, you know, I thought, um, given the fact that Kansas City played so well last week, uh, I thought that they were going to have um, – know, a pretty good I know they were, yeah, obviously anytime you're going against Brady and Belichick, you're gonna have your hands full. But um I thought Kansas City was gonna come out and I thought if they got on New England early, it would bode well for them because obviously what you want to do is you want to be able to one get to Brady, you know, with pass rush, uh, and you want to be able to get up on them because you want to make them one dimensional. Um uh, people don't because New England doesn't, they're not fancy or flashy with it. So you want to you don't want really to think of them as a dominating team but you know bro that first drive they took up like half the first quarter yeah you know and they did the same thing last week uh and and this is what they do and they'll they'll just you know they don't look like a running team that'll just pound you pound you pound you but um but that's what they did man so coming into this game I thought like some of the keys would be you know obviously Mahomes would have to play well um you know cuz Brady's going to do his thing you know he he is he is who he is um you know but I thought I thought Kansas City would win at home I thought it'd be a close game I thought that was going to come down to whoever had the ball last again I didn't foresee both of these games going to overtime which I think was dope for the NFL they you know yeah, they got yeah. their money's worth
0: they needed it because the playoffs this year has been kind of yeah yeah because you know, last weekend was kind of... outside of the Eagles game last weekend and, you know last you know the divisional round weekend was 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 not great mm-hmm. and you know even the first weekend was okay yeah was decent it was, it decent. Kinda, you it was know, decent you know I mean for us fans you know we we you know we're gonna tune in regardless
1: you know, especially yeah. if our teams aren't playing um, but it was uh I you know New England I thought you know played a hell of a game I think Kansas City. Uh, I don't know who Kansas City's defensive coordinator is, but... Uh, Man, Bob bro, Sutton. Bob Sutton. They bro. they need another one. He he must yeah. be Andy Reid's <laughs> brother-in-law or something. He, he got to go. I mean, like... Yeah.
0: yeah. No, they, they were
1: running. It's almost like... And I said this last week about the Rams-Dallas game where the Rams kept running the same play over and over. And it was just like, okay, we, we, you're going to have to stop us? All they were running was... They would have Edelman in the, in the, in the out on the outside on the numbers. He'd run going zip what they call zip motion, short motion into and he would basically rub off the butt of the other receiver. So he's running, and basically whoever's covering him would be because they were playing two man, he'd run his man into that man, and his man wouldn't yeah. jump off of him. And so Edelman was wide open the whole night i mean like he killed them he killed, he killed them. even the pass that was picked off he was open he just you know the ball just went off his fingertips yeah um but you know i, I feel for kansas city and their fans because i think they had a chance to to take this one home and this was going to sting man cuz i again i think new england is a team that you got to beat them cuz they're not going to beat themselves right yeah and um you know Brady was Brady. I mean he
0: is oh one of God. the greatest you know quarterbacks to ever play the game.
1: Um, no, I'm
0: I'm over I'm over that man. I'm over it. I'm 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 I hate to cut you off. I'm over it man. I'm not saying he's the great. It, look. I, I love Joe Montana. I love LA. I, 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 you you didn't you see what, you didn't United.
1: see my, no, Don't. don't don't do it. Don't do it. You didn't see Montana LA.
0: I didn't see Montana. But no, okay. I'm I'm over okay. it. I'm dog but, I'm over it. Man. If you the if greatest, you trust me when I tell you football many, player no that has ever lived. The greatest no, I, I, I'm bringing this up specifically for you the, because I know you tweeted no. this the other day. No, he's Dog, not. He's not. This man is this, uh, bro. look, Jerry, Jerry. is incredible. Is it? I, I Lawrence Taylor. Incredible. You, you didn't Redefine see them in their the prime. prime. You didn't see. You didn't I see know. Jim Brown
1: in his prime. I I I didn't I, see Jim Brown in his prime. I, I know. I know. I know. If you say, if you say he's the greatest of his era,
0: I'll give you that. Dog, dog, I can't. it's, it's he's getting, getting hard. hard. It's getting hard. Not to say this man's not the greatest. Nah, of cause him. I mean, he could go, he could it's, come out. It's and two, getting hard, man. They could, he, they could come here and get beat by 20. I don't know. Man, we don't know what's going That man, that man. And dog, I'm a jet fan. So I'm not, I'm not, a, everybody who listens to this show. No, right. I hate this man with. Every fiber of he my, is a
1: phenomenal quarterback. I would, I, I cannot. All hate aside, I cannot take anything away from him. He is the greatest of his generation. But oh I, 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 that would be like me. I mean, he's like LeBron. I mean, he's the greatest of his generation. I can't say he's the greatest of all time. No.
0: Oh my! God. He, yeah. he's, he's incredible. incredible. He's incredible. incredible. Some of the throws, some of the throws that he ma- that he made. I mean it's just it's just like oh my and you know gosh. all week we heard like, about please. the Chiefs pass rush and they couldn't get to them today. Well let me let's let's go there. Mm-hmm. Look, I don't think the Chiefs, I don't the Chiefs, I was disappointed in the Chiefs, because I picked the Chiefs. I thought the Chiefs I thought it was their time. I thought the Chiefs, this is their time. If not this year, when right. like you know, Mahomes, you know, you got the game at home, you know, the, the Lamar Hunt trophy in your building, in Lamar, the stadium that Lamar Hunt built like it, everything was written. It was written. And I thought the Chiefs just came out flat, Mm -hmm. just just, uh, Mahomes. Look, I will – full disclosure, I didn't believe in Mahomes coming out of the draft. I don't love Big 12 quarterbacks. I still don't, but I've shut the hell up about Mahomes. I've I've, I've ate my words all year because I didn't think Mahomes was going to be this good. And, hey, granted, he's got a lot of weapons. Got a lot of weapons. Can't can't ignore that. He has a lot of weapons, and he has – it, it, all the criticism aside, you all the criticism you want to give on any Reedy. the guy is a genius offensively. And you know, I've shut the hell up on Mahomes, but Mahomes didn't play well. You know, now he played well in the fourth quarter and and into overtime. Well, can't say overtime because he didn't get the ball, but you know, he played well late in the game. But starting out that game, I didn't. I didn't love the way Mahomes played. Yeah, he was his passes were all over the field. He, yeah, he that's missed some that throws. me. You know, that's why when people compare Mahomes to Aaron Rodgers, Mahomes is Brett Favre. Like. Mahomes is one of those guys, like you know, like as much as I love Brett Favre, Brett Favre can win you a game with his arm and he can lose you a game with his arm. And I thought mm-hmm. Mahomes has a lot of Brett Favre and just some of those passes. I'm like, where is he going? Like, like he's just fire. Like, it's like a a, a pitcher that's wild in baseball where he's just mm-hmm. to the back. Mm-hmm. Like, what is he like, dude? Like, where is your command and your control right? Like, that's what he was doing early in the game. I was just like, what is he doing? Uh, yeah, I uh, Mahomes didn't play well. Now he made up for it in the he, he made up for it in the fourth quarter because he had some some dimes in the fourth quarter, but but I thought that was more on the Patriots defense kind of getting gassed and and um you know just the Chiefs kind of ramping up their offense, but you know I thought I thought the uh you know I thought Mahomes didn't play well in the defense. I mean come on, I mean that defense. And you know I was sitting there talking to my boy the other day, you know making my pick with him, and I was like, yeah, I think the Chiefs are going to do it. I think the Chiefs defense had played so well against the Colts and. You know, the Chiefs defense has started to play well and the Chiefs defense plays well at home. Well, I was wrong. You know, they just, they, you know, when they needed to get off the field, they couldn't get off the field. Um, they got bailed out in some some instances by the officiating. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it, it just, I, I, yeah, the Chiefs, you know, I don't think this is, see, this game is different from the Saints' uh rams game because you don't have that singular moment to point at like okay this is what happened in this game that's going to be the talk of the game mm-hmm. but i mean it's just uh, you know that you got to play better defensively you got to play better defensively in this game and and just brady is just brady i mean what can you say about that guy i mean it's just he's just you know all right i'll concede he's maybe not the greatest football player of all time but god damn it, it, it <laughs> he's in the conversation. <laughs> Hey, he's, you know he's what? Got
1: a seat on the table. You yeah, yeah. You you get on you get argument for me on that. I I think and I, I was texting the fellas, you know, from uh, Dead End Sports and uh in our group text and I said it's too much time. It's too much. I mean, like he had Brady had what two it was 2 minutes. Yeah. He had I think the and three timeouts and the 2 minute warning when they got the ball back, I think, or maybe the 2 minute warning happened. But, you know, that's a lot of I mean, that's what you want for a quarterback. Any quarterback wants that, um, you know, coming down the stretch. Um, but yeah, Kansas City, man. Like I said, all week long, we heard about. I mean, they led the league in sacks. You know the way that the and you know from watching them, uh, you know. But twice I a never week. trust that defense.
0: I never. I watched that defense all year. I, yeah. surprisingly, I surprisingly, I watched a lot of Chief games this year. I did. And and um, I just I, I've never loved that defense. I you know and it's weird because that defense has a lot of talent on it. Yeah, yeah they they got that defense. Yeah, I mean, they, they have more talent on that defense, you know, that they should be better than they are. I know they they dealt with injuries. Justin Houston was out for a while this year and and obviously Eric Berry. So they've had some injuries. But I mean, that defense should be a lot better than what it is. And that defense, I watched a lot of Chiefs games this year and that defense was going to lose them a playoff game. It, mm-hmm. it just was bound to happen. Maybe not. Maybe you shouldn't have lost them this game, but maybe the next game it would have lost them had they advanced. But that defense just is not that great. It's not that great. Um, it's been like that all year, giving up big plays after big plays. Um, you, know, ground, you know, Gronk is Gronk still. I know he's still limited, but Gronk is great too. I mean, you know, Edelman killed them. I, mm-hmm. Oh God! I mean, what can you say?
1: You know what? I, and you you make a great point about that defense. I think for me, I didn't watch them a lot this year, but the couple of the few times that I saw them uh, defensively, they were a team that I thought was it was possible I wouldn't have been surprised even though they they were the number one seed I wouldn't have been surprised if they got knocked out in the first round you know what I'm saying because you just didn't know you you didn't know what you were going to get from that defense yeah um you know but they had the opportunities I mean bro you gotta pick you gotta pick yeah. and your defensive end lines up offsides unbelievable and I mean, like,
0: And this always happens to the Patriots, the Patriots. man. It's just, it's just always. I mean, look at the Edelman, the, the muff punt by Edelman. That, yeah. you know, had that been any other punt returner on any, any other of the 31 other NFL teams, like, one inch of that damn ball touches them. But it, it's the Patriots, it just so happens it didn't fucking touch them. It, it's, hey. it, is, it is, and I know I'm being a cynical, you know, Hating as Patriot fan, Jet fan, but I mean, it's just, it's. I'm I marvel at it, man. I've watched this for eighteen years, man. Hey, they man. get, they get all the breaks in the world, and I'm not even like, and I'm not even saying it like in a mad way. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying in <laughs> like They get, they do, they all, do. All. Be- like everything that you can imagine,
1: like, damn, that's not going to happen to them, is it? Yep, it happens. I man, I don't, I don't know what it is, man, but it, it. it... It kind of takes me back to—I mean, first and foremost, you know—and I don't want to offend anybody listening in Boston, uh, but I hate Boston. So, um, (laughs) so if you're offended, close your ears. Um, I'm a Yankees fan, so I like—I hate everything Uh, in Boston. But when I was a little boy, man, the Celtics—they were just like this. The Celtics in the '80s got every single break. There was nobody in the East that could mess with the with the with, with with the Boston Celtics they got all the calls at home all the shots you know bird would take a shot and it hit like the, t- the side of the backboard and it bounced yeah. on the rim five times and it roll around and roll around and it finally drop i mean like every break that you could and that's why they 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 talked about the leprechaun so i don't know what it is
0: with the patriots oh, maybe it's I the swear. boston lore what i don't maybe, know what it is maybe that maybe the irish catholics did some kind of sacrifice or Bruh, something i don't know what, what it is pigs blood it's, i don't know what it is bro like i don't but know what it is when you like,
1: combine the, their talent plus their preparation you know and i mean yeah. all hate aside the patriots are prepared and yeah. they you know and like i said earlier they're not going to beat themselves you just got to beat them, and you know. And I kind of liken, uh, you know, what Saban has done at Alabama to what Belichick has done with the Patriots. You know, you got to just straight up beat them. Now, of course, we did see Clemson throw Alabama down a flight of stairs. Yeah, but you got to beat them. They're not going to beat themselves. You're not going to have a situation where Brady's going to have you know five turnovers, or they're going to have a bunch of penalties. Very they're, they're very, very disciplined. Um. And they get after you and they know what it is that you know they're very well prepared as far as their game plan as to what they want to do, and they try to do whatever they can to negate you. I mean, defensively, they took Tyreek Hill out of the game. They double-covered him every single play. And they said, Okay, Kelsey, you come beat us. Sammy, Sammy Watkins, you beat us. And, you know, like you said, Mahomes was off, uh, particularly early. And New England, I mean, you tell me. I've never seen New
0: England get a pass rush like the way they were doing tonight. Yeah, where the hell did this pass rush even come from? Like, <laughs> dogs, like dog, I was saying that last week when they just completely, like, you know, they completely raped the Chargers. Uh, I mean, like, dog, where, this defensive line. I mean, I haven't seen the Patriots play like this since they had Bruschi and McGinnis and, yeah, and those boys. Like, dog, where is this pass rush coming from? Because I don't think that Patriots defense is that great. No. I mean, they have players on that team, but they're not that great. And nope. it's just like God, their defensive line. I mean, the Chiefs' offensive line completely was overrun in the first half. I mean, just completely overrun. Um, yeah, and 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 dog, and and you mentioned the defense. The, you know, and one of my friends said this on on Twitter. You know, you know he he basically said you know he wondered if Belichick's game plan for this game wasn't the same when he planned. You know, the game, the same game plan he had for the nineteen ninety, uh, you know, nineteen ninety or ninety one when uh, the Giants. We're playing the Bills. Mm-hmm. You know, the infamous story that you know Belichick basically told the defensive guys that you know we're going to let Thurman Thomas run for 100 yards and we're going to win. Yeah, we're going to win if Thurman Thomas runs for 100 yards. And the and logic punished that, the receivers every time. Yeah, and the, the ball. logic was, and the logic was that if they if you forced the if you force Jim Kelly in the Bills to not throw the football and have to run the football. That's going to keep that off. That's going to keep them from doing what they do best, which is throwing the football. Mm-hmm. And you are going to have a chance to win. And it kind of seemed like that in the first half against the against the against the Chiefs. You know, they took Tyreek Hill out of the game. You know, they were you know, they were being physical with with uh with uh with um. Damn, I forget the tight end's his name. Kelsey's name's Kelsey. Yeah, Travis Kelsey. It was being physical with him, and and just kind of felt like. And then Mahomes was 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 not helping them by just being Aaron on some of those passes. So it just kind of felt like their game plan was just kind of like, Hey, you know, we're going to take your best player out of the game and, you know, we're going to make this young kid beat us. And I don't want to put too much of the blame on, on, on Mahomes Cause he's young and he, I'm sure that if he gets a couple other opportunities at this, he's, he's going to play better. He's got too much talent. I get that. But you know, this wasn't his shiny moment. You know, it just wasn't. Um, and you know, it's, it's interesting. Cause we talked about golf in the first, you know, the first game and how he grew up before eyes. Uh, you know, Mahomes, and, and, and again, Mahomes played well in the fourth quarter. So he had his little mini moment of growing up. So I, I guess, it, uh, you know, he he kind of made up for it a little bit there at the end. So that's all that counts. Mm-hmm. But um, any blame on Andy Reid? I know that there's some folks that want to, always want to rag on Andy Reid. Look, I think, I, I'm not one of those Andy Reid haters. Yeah, it's easy like, I to blame think Andy. Andy. Reid, yeah, I, I think Andy Reid gets a little bit too much hate. Like, I think he's a very good coach. Um, yeah, his clock management decisions leave a lot to be desired. You know his his you know his sometimes almost hate for running the ball leaves a lot to be desired. Um, but I think he's a very good coach. He's a very he can coach my team any day. I'll say that. Um, you know, it, can you blame Andy Reid in this game? Is there anything that you saw that damn yeah, Andy? Like, what are you like? Because I mean, I already saw people on Twitter. Andy, <laughs> of course, I mean it's the he's the easy target. Right, right, Andy right. Reid. So,
1: anything that you saw from Andy Reid? That- um, I will say, and I'm looking at—I looked at the. Of course, statistics don't tell everything, but I mean, yeah. bruh, they had 41 yards rushing total. Yeah. I yeah. mean, in the playoffs, you can't. And now I don't expect yeah. you to go out and rush for 200 yards, but you can't have 41 yards rushing because you know, even with a guy as dynamic as Mahomes, um, you know, you got to keep the defense honest. Yeah. So, you know, that was a problem. Damn, defensively, they gave up 36 first downs to the Patriots. 36. Wow. You can't win like that. So yeah, you can't know, win like that. That means your defense isn't getting off the field. Um, I think just, God damn, I'm looking. The Patriots have 524 yards total offense. Wow. I mean, yeah, like. Bob, that,
0: Bob Sutton, I hope you're not renting. Yeah,
1: that's that's not
0: <laughs> like. I <laughs> i
1: <laughs> One of my boys, he, he me. He said, "He said, man, they should fire their defensive coordinator, win or lose. You know, because yes, it was just yeah, that, that, that that's, bad. That's,
2: so
0: yeah, that's bad, man. I, I
1: that's you bad. know, Andy's gonna get, you know, he's gonna get some blame. I, I, I don't necessarily blame him. Um, I think, you know, his coordinators failed him, and and I, I hate to say that about Eric Bieniemy because I think he's a he's a very good offensive coordinator. Uh, pro, you know, of course we pro brother." You know, so I'm hoping that he gets, <laughs> he needs to get a shot at a job because, you know, he, you know, he's black offensive coordinator. I'm, I'm surprised
0: Colorado didn't call him, you know, his alma mater, you know, they have, man, I'm surprised Colorado he was a beast at Colorado. I remember yeah, we came, I think, at yeah, we was came out at the same time. Dog. I mean, I was, I'm a Nebraska fan. So I remember a little bit of the in college. Like I was a kid, okay. I didn't. I yeah. Right. 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 Really, you know, analyze him the way I would analyze him now, but I mean, going back and watching highlights and stuff, I mean, he was a button. He was, he right was, he was a beast. He, he was, was a decent beast. In the NFL. And so hopefully, back. hopefully he gets a
1: job. Um, But yeah, yeah I, like I said, I'm not going to, I'm not going to blame Andy Reed for that. I think, you know, they just, you know, they, they got, they got Brady and Belichick, man. I mean, like they just, they take away your strengths. And I mean, like we saw, uh, even if we go back to last year's Super Bowl, um, you know, Belichick basically said, look, y'all not going to run the ball against us. Nick Foles is going to have to beat us, beat us. And, and damn did. it, he did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. you know, they had to live with what the consequences were. And I think, you know, it's going to be more of the same, I think, going forward. You'll see, you know, them try to say, OK, well, hey, we're going to take away Gurley and um, and C.J. Anderson and, you know golf you're gonna have to beat us and and they may try to take away woods and they might you know it may be one or two guys that they gonna have to feature or what have you but you know it's about making the adjustments and i think and i and i i tweeted to the fellas in the group chat you know that andy was gonna have to make adjustments at halftime and i thought he did a pretty good job and Mahomes kind of settled down yeah he did settle down but it's like you said there was still some i mean he had what it was a couple of touchdowns he overthrew you know so Hopefully, with this experience, you know he gets another shot at it. I'm pretty sure that he will get another shot at it. But, you know, how many times are you going to have home field advantage throughout the playoffs, and you're the number one seed? That may or may yeah. that may, or may not ever happen for you again. You just you just never know. I mean, for yeah, like the yeah. so footballs, a it's a crazy sport, man. But you know, hats off to the Patriots. They. They did it again. <laughs>
0: That's
1: and, all I and can you say. Know, and you know the amazing thing
0: about the Patriots is they can play any guy, any kind of game you want Any kind play, of game. They could they play. You want to play a tough, physical, you know, 20 to 17 football game, they'll play that mm-hmm. game. Yep. You want to play 45, 41, we'll play that game. I mean, they just are – it's just – it's amazing. I mean, I, I, it's gotten to the point where I don't even hate anymore. I, I just I, – I don't even just like – I'm numb to it now. Like, I'm just <laughs> – I'm just like – I you know this is like i'm a jeff like i'm numb to it like i'm just kind of like eh. like it's just kind of like it is like yeah. i don't even i'm nothing they do surprises me Nah, it is what and, it and, is you know remember and i'll get back to the cheese in a second so i want to bring something up about the cheese but you know we talked about momentum mm-hmm. you know did it not feel like and this is a little bit on the momentum topic but did it not feel like this team was motivated by all the talk of the Patriot dynasty being over and this is the last, this is the end of the road and, you know, and, you know, oh, look at Brady looks old and the Miami miracle and, you know, all this. You know, matter of fact, I'm going to give a PSA now for all football writers, all football personalities, media people, fans, whatever. Stop, stop (laughs) writing the epitaph of the Patriots. Just stop. From now on, as a football community, let's get together next year and just say, you know what? Let's just praise the Patriots all next year. Regardless, you know, Who knows what happens this year? Whatever. Let's just praise the Patriots. Let's say the Patriots are unbeatable. I don't care if the Patriots are five and six through 12 weeks. You know, Say they're unbeatable. The Patriots have never looked this better. Oh, Brady looks like he's 21. You know, say, say all the positive things, mm-hmm. spin it as much as you want. Don't say nothing about the Patriots being done, about Brady being old, about Belichick and Kraft hating each other, and Belichick and his trainer not liking Belichick, you know, or Brady and his trainer not liking Belichick. All the narratives, all the bullshit that has been thrown out there by the media for the last two years. Just don't don't talk about it anymore. Don't put it out there. Don't write it. The little books and stuff that you want to write, just, just can it, shelve it. Don't do it just just praise them praise them Brady's the greatest Brady you know Brady 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 was the one that that turned water into wine <laughs> just, 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 just praise him call him football Jesus he can do no wrong he is the Messiah he is the one that 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 has returned to to pardon us and forgive you know, and and forgive us for our sin like everything just do anything that you want to say about these about this team about this man say it that's positive. Because just don't write the epitaph, Because I've heard this now for the last five years that the Patriots were done, that they were dead in the war. And they just feed off that. And I think this year more than ever, they fed off that. I mean, you can just look at you can just help Brave from the interviews that he gave last week and going into this game this week. Um, they really fed off that. They really felt like, oh, y'all motherfuckers is throwing dirt on us. Okay, watch this. You know, I, I think they kind of
1: use that as a narrative, but I mean, really. How much motivation does Brady need? I mean, he he ain't really worried about people saying that they that they're being written off. I think that's more of something just to keep you know the media on their toes. Yeah, I, but I, but I, 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 but I'm with
0: you. with you. I don't think you can throw dirt on them until it's actually over. Now I agree with you, but I think this year more than even the last few years, I really felt that this year like it almost felt like. You know, at the, the talk of the ASC was Mahomes and oh, and even Philip Rivers. Oh, Rivers is reinvigorated, and this was Philip Rivers' time, and blah blah blah. And it just kind of felt like the oh yeah, and the Patriots, like oh yeah, yeah, yeah they might. Well, you win, know You know
1: you what know, the problem is is that you know people see that, and then they they see games where the Patriots go out and get beat, but they forget that you know there's actually no competition in the division. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, you you've got a cakewalk to the at the at the very least a division crown and you know so you're you know because i heard the the after they went up to pittsburgh and lost and you know there was just like okay well yeah maybe this isn't their year maybe you know maybe that this is this is the end and there was talk about gronk might be retiring and And i bought into it i bought into it can't buy yeah you you just can't you just can't because you just never know and you know as long as brady and belichick are there but i mean Brady's, you know, is he the same quarterback that he was six years ago? No, he's not. But he's still great. So even if you like if you talk about a player that's lost a step, you know, that level where he is, you know, he's still that much better than everybody else. And and again, a lot of what the success that they have comes strictly on the fact that they're prepared. You know, they their preparation is is A1. And then I think you know, it's even though we don't know what's going to happen in Super Bowl. Let's say they lose the Super Bowl, it still doesn't mean it's the end for them.
0: No, it still doesn't mean it's the end. They could they could get back to the Super Bowl next year. You know, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, they got back to the Super Bowl with probably the less talented yeah. team that they've had in the last five years, and they got back to the Super yeah. Bowl. So, I mean, think about hey, it. I mean, I, can man. you name like any stars on that
1: team on that defense?
0: No. No mean, Trey Flowers Flowers is getting attention now because of this this resurgence of that pass rush. But I mean, other than that, I mean, you know, you know, yeah. I mean, Stefan Gilmore, but he's not a star. Mm -mm. He's not a star. The McCordys are not stars. Nope. They're good players, but they're not stars. Yeah, they don't know nobody outside of Gronk and Brady. Those are the only stars on that team. Man, let
1: me tell you You something. They, They have a defensive end, Claiborne, who played here. We actually drafted him. Mm-hmm. he we didn't re-sign him and uh he signed with the patriots uh in the off season it wasn't until last week when he made a sack that i realized he was in new england cuz you just yeah. i mean you don't hear about i mean like it's just not and then they they're so you know tight-lipped i mean you can't say anything in new Orleans, england you can't you can't dance in the end zone you can't talk on twitter you know yeah. the stuff that other teams do so i mean it's so low key you know it's 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 a it's a weld all machine and you know I don't know how long it's going to continue and of course you know the Rams are going to try to ha- have something to say about that but um you know you got to give your, you you got to give them credit and 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 again a lot of that goes to Brady and Belichick because they took it they flat out
0: took it from kansas city tonight yeah they did they did they outplayed kansas city That's no, it. no doubt about it they outplayed kansas city and didn't you just know that when they got the ball in overtime oh, yeah he was gonna, he was gonna lead them down there and win. like he, there was just no doubt in my mind he was gonna score that touchdown yes yeah, and, and
1: was- i i would not mind seeing the overtime rule changed for the playoffs even if you keep it where you know because i that thing of not being able to get the ball back is just crazy to me. Yeah, yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, I don't I'm like
0: not it. saying you got to put it at the twenty five, but I don't like colleges either. So there's no real. I don't think college has a better one, but I think there, there, you got at least there has to be a there has to be an improvement.
1: Yeah, at least like for the that. play, at least for the playoffs. Now, if you want to do it during a regular season, I mean, the
0: regular season, In the regular season, it makes sense. But yeah, because yeah,
1: you know they, they, and I know you don't necessarily want to have teams and players to keep playing or whatever like that and and so forth and so on, but. Um, I would like to see that. I don't know that it's necessarily something that's gonna happen, but um, but yeah, but you know, you knew like you said, once that who I figured whoever got and I thought the same thing with the Saints game. When the Saints got the coin toss, I was like, oh, it's a wrap. They're not gonna get the ball back. But lo and behold, Rams made it happen. So the Chiefs didn't.
0: Yeah. And you never know. So I mean, you gotta throw that out there. You never know. I mean, for all we know, Brady could have thrown an interception and true. You know, true. You know, but I mean, but it just It just it just felt how great he had played in that entire game that it just felt like he and I and just and that's how great he is he just knew look I'm not fucking around I'm not playing around we're going for the jugular here we're not going for a field goal and trying to play deep nah nah he knew his defense was tired he knew his defense he gotten everything he had gotten out of his defense he knew he knew it's time for me to win this game and that's Mm -hmm. the difference between a Tom Brady and a Matthew Stafford that's the difference between a Tom Brady and a Kirk Cousins. You know, there's good quarterbacks, talented quarterbacks, nice quarterbacks, mm-hmm. nice guys. You know, but then there's immortals, and that and that's the separation there. Yeah, those are, that's, those are the guy. That's where that's why those guys make two hundred million dollars because in games like this, these are the games that you need your quarterback to say, you know what, I'm taking y'all home. I'm winning, mm-hmm. and it get, goes get like on the same, my and back go, and the same things in basketball too. You know, what I mean, it's these are the games while LeBron is LeBron and 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 Kobe is Kobe, MJ is MJ, Bird is Bird like it's games like these where, you know think of this as a game 7 like hey guys give me the ball get the hell out of my way I'm taking this home right and and that's just that's the way it is so uh last last thing on the chiefs um i i I kind of felt like there was going to come a point in the season late in the season that they were going to miss Kareem Hunt mm. I, I think i think tonight was that night yeah Think that I think tonight was that night. I think this, and I know it's unfair to say it because Damian Williams I actually played really well for them. And he, you know, and the little bit of touches that he had in this game, he played well. But, you know, it just felt like there was gonna come a point to me where they were gonna miss Kareem Hunt because I felt like Kareem Hunt, you know, while while Hill gets a lot of the attention and Mahomes gets a lot of attention to me, their most important player was Kareem Hunt. Mm. And I felt like there was gonna come, and I actually felt during the season, you know, there were some games that they missed him. You know, I thought that Chargers game that they lost, you know, and you know, I think it was in December, they missed Kareem Hunt in that game a lot. You know, so I thought, you know, I thought it it, it didn't – it they missed him. I don't think that's why they lost the game. Mm-hmm. But I I think there was – I think this was a game that I thought they could have used Kareem Hunt. Oh, I agree. I agree. And
1: you knew that at some point it was going to come back on them. You just yeah. didn't know when. But – I know. I agree. I mean, and and that's not you know you can't blame the Chiefs for that. I mean, Kareem Hunt, you know, is out of football for a reason. Now, I
0: I firmly believe that somebody's going to give Kareem Hunt a shot. He's um, too talented. He's too young. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, look, I, we may not be fans of what he did, um, but definitely not you know, fans of what he did. Yeah, but he's he's not he's not. He's, you know, he's too young and he's too talented. And mm-hmm. I mean, hey, I, call me a phony. I, hey, the Jets said they wanted to sign Kareem Hunt, I'd be, I'd be all for it. Oh, trust um, me. Yeah. Kareem Hunt will
1: be on an NFL roster next year. And I think what's going to end up happening, whatever the policy is, as far as uh, against domestic violence, if it's six games, he might serve. He'll serve a
0: six-game suspension.
1: I don't think, think, uh, you know, I don't yeah. think he's going to fight it. But he's going to be on somebody's roster next year
0: yeah i think i think it's it's gonna probably be more than six games i think it'll be i think they're gonna try to make him an example i could see i could see like a ten game suspension or something like that something crazy Because um, I just think that i think they're gonna try to make him an example mm-hmm. um, i can see that so yeah I, yeah but he's he's too talented he's too young um he's great um and look i hope the young man you know and, and i i hate this world we live in where you fuck up once and you're not allowed a second chance like look. I don't like what he did, but the guy deserves a second opportunity. You know, he didn't. You know, he didn't slaughter children at a, in a, in a school. You know, he didn't. You know, we didn't start a genocide or anything like that. Like he, mm. you know, he, he he hit a woman. Should have done it. You know, he paid. He's going to pay his price. Let's move on. All right. Let's not castrate the guy for the rest of his life and call him a monster and he can't ever make a living. I, you know, I'm not with that. So
1: yeah, I agree. I, I think uh, you know what he did was deplorable. Um, I'm interested to see how he goes from here, uh, because I think the NFL and not just the NFL, but I think people are willing to give you a second chance. If you show contrition, if you, you know, move forward from it and then what you do going forward, how you live your life, you know, uh, you, know, you can't be in a situation like Ruben Foster, who, you know, yeah. had one domestic oh, violence God. accusation and, you know, a couple of weeks later, here he goes again. You 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 got to keep your nose clean, if you will, um, you know. But I think, you know, he'll get another shot. But I agree with you, bro. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. They definitely missed him, and not to say that he could have helped them win today, but they it, it, he would his presence wouldn't have hurt them. I'll put it like that. Had he been yeah. on the field, because After- again, if you rush if you rush for forty one yards, I gotta believe Kareem Hunt gives you more than forty one yards. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not knock on Damian Williams. Nope. Damian
0: Williams nope. has played well. I mean, he's played
1: really, really well, but he's not gonna No, and, and it looks like, just looking at the statistics, it looks like they just didn't run the ball enough. I mean, just to have 41, I mean, Damian Williams had 10 10 rushes for 30 yards. So, you know, he's clearly not getting the ball enough, but a lot of it has to do with, you know, the situations they were in. If you if you're behind the chains, you know, if you're, you know, second and thirteen and third yeah. Fifteen, uh, uh, no, those aren't running down. So you got to, you got to do what you can. You know, and that goes back to, you know, what you're doing offensively and defensively, and then trying to keep your defense off the field. And again, you know, Brady, pff, you know, when you had, when you start the game off with like an eight minute drive, it's, it's a backbreaker.
0: You know. Yeah, I mean, it just and and they came out early in the game and just punched them in the mouth. They mm-hmm. just came out full steam, like, yo, we gotta. They knew, they knew what type of game they had to have to win that game. And just give them credit. I mean, the t- Patriots are the Patriots, man. I mean, it's just—what else can you say? What yeah. Else can you say? And yeah. they're back. Well, I, I wanted to—I wanted to get one, a couple more topics in you before we go. Um, real quick on the black coaches in the NFL thing. Okay. I mean, this, is, this is a topic right up your alley. Um, what's your thoughts on it, man? I, you know. It, if if you know I know some people want to play blind and say, "Ah, oh, well, it's nothing to see there, blah, blah blah, you know, it's just a matter of just guys that were unsuccessful, and to a certain extent, yes, I mean, obviously look I'm a jet fan and I want to tie fired. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and I'm and look, I'm pro brother as much as the next guy, but if you you suck at your job, you should lose your job. Uh, you know, and I think you agree with that as well, yeah, that being no, yeah said yeah. that being said. I think the NFL has to really look at this and really adjust and really reevaluate what they're doing here with this Rooney rule, with with everything involved in this. I mean, the fact that you have so little, I mean, in the league made up of so many African-Americans, the fact that you only have what, I think now you only have what, maybe one African-American head coach? I think. No, uh,
1: two. Oh, two, two, Yeah, two but coaches, Thomas, Thomas, and Thomas. then one minority in Ron Rivera,
0: in uh, yeah, Ron Carolina. Rivera, and then Ozzy's gone this year. After you know, this year, yeah, this is his last year, so this was his last year. So Ozzy's gone, so you can't even say in the front office you got. One I think there's Ozzie.
1: one black GM. Uh, where is the black GM at? I think he's in. Damn it, something tipped my tongue. But there is one black GM. But I that that right there actually is where I want to start. Um, a lot of times, man, with these coaches, it's, it's all about relationships, right? Um, Mm -hmm. and people tend to just like in society, people tend to, you know, recommend people for jobs that they know, or they like, or people that they've worked with or people that they're related to that. That's how job, I don't care how many times you post your jobs on monster or indeed, you know? You get jobs based on a lot of times on, you know, I remember one time I got a job just because I work with a guy and the job never got posted on Indeed or anything like that. The guy hit me up. He's like, yo, he's like, I heard you were looking for a job. I'm like, yeah, I'm looking for a job. He's like, all right, I put you, me, shoot me your resume. Um, I'll give it my manager. Boom, 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 boom. There was no, there. I mean, really, what really wasn't even much of an interview. I came yeah. and sat down. We started talking about sports. Can you do this? Can you do that? And then boom. Okay. Start on Monday. That was it. Yeah. You know, and I think so what we have to have is we have to have G black GMs. Um, You know, the Rooney rule is being circumvented. And I think what they're doing is, yeah, they're they're, now there are some teams that are having these BS bogus uh, interviews. But for the most part. But my thing is this. You can't when you have qualified black candidates. Like I'll I'll use a guy. Let me just use Leslie Frazier as an example. I don't even, I don't know Leslie Frazier's still in the league. I think he's in Buffalo. Yeah he's, not,
0: def- yeah, he's a defensive coordinator. But he was a head coach at one point in time. Yeah, right? Vikings.
1: So he was with the Vikings. So it didn't work out in Minnesota. Vikings turned the team around. Whatever, whatever. But then you bring in a kid like a cat like Cliff Kingsbury, you know, who has he got fired. Oh. Dog. From Texas. Don't even Tech. bring up
0: don't even bring up Leslie Frazier. The coach he replaced. Steve Wilkes. Yes. That one, yes. one year. year. One year. One year with one year. a rookie quarterback who played basically what? The entire season?
1: And, and I and I saw the Cardinals when they came here. Yeah. They I mean, like, you could have put Vince Lombardi, Bill Belichick on that sideline. They would have they would have still sucked. I mean, they just they just don't have the talent just yet. Exactly. Um, you know, so it's But my thing is, okay, if you fire a guy after a year, is that what we're doing? Because if that's the case, then a lot of people need to be fired. Absolutely. So it's about opportunities, man. It's about relationships. And it's about being real and being honest. And I think the reason why we talk about it a lot, you know, in dead-end sports, you know, about being pro-brothers, because the brothers only seem to get you – it's very few brothers that get the recycled jobs. You know, they – A brother get a chance to be a head coach. And then after that, he's just he's just a coordinator. He's in a coordinator cycle and Mm -hmm. he doesn't he doesn't get a chance to, you know, be, um, you know, a head coach again and again and again and again on this team and that team and that team. You know, uh, Mike McCarthy got fired for Green Bay. Mike McCarthy could have taken any of these jobs that are out here now. For whatever reason, he didn't take any jobs. So he'll. Oh no no
0: people. he we could oh apparently he was too good he you know he was he was chum change for the Jets.
1: <laughs> so and, and I mean and 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 don't get me wrong, I don't want anybody listening to think like I think you know like Todd Bowles for example I Todd Bowles I watched the Jets and no he didn't perform well so I and he had four years so I got no beef with that you know what I'm saying I mean like he just didn't get the job done. It's, t- it's a results-based business. That's what the NFL is. So if you, you either get the job done or you don't get it done, if you don't get it done, they'll find somebody to get it done in your place. And that goes for players and coaches. That being said, you know, a guy like Marvin Lewis, yeah, Mar- man, Marvin had plenty of time to get it done. Marvin didn't get it done, so I understand that. But a guy like Steve Wilkes, yeah, then he gets bumped down to being a coordinator, and then it's, it's almost like you never hear from him again. My man yeah. Raheem Morris was the head coach for the Redskins a few years ago. Dog, he's the receivers coach for the Falcons. So how do you go from yeah. head coach to re- not coordinator? Because the Falcons coordinator was Steve Sarkeesian, who came in off the street out of rehab.
0: <laughs> oh, don't even get me on you. Don't even get me started. So, so,
1: so actually, let me, let me back up a little bit. Morris was coaching the defense at one point, then they moved him to the offense. So he's coaching Julio Jones. Yeah. And he can't be your coordinator, and sure. then so my thing is so they t- so even the team like the Falcons they turn their coordinators over, and then they bring in Dirt Cutter. I'm like, wait a minute, bro. I mean, like, so as a as a player and as a coach, I, you have to. How do you look at that? You you got to look at him crazy. Like, okay, well, bro, I'm here. I I have a resume. Yeah, it. He was only in DC. I want to say two or three years. But, you know, they once the black coaches get that position and then they lose that position, it's almost like they never get another shot at it. And that's the thing. That's what I have a, a problem with. I mean, other than Lovey Smith, and Lovey's in college now, but Lovey went from Chicago to Tampa, you know. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, look at the Lions, they get rid of Jim Caldwell. And then they had a, the guy that replaced him, Matt Patricia, who's a coordinator for the Patriots. He's coming up, coming to come into meetings late. Come on, a bro! Disaster, a disaster. Come on, bro!
0: A disaster, a complete and not a disaster. It, it, yeah. You know, so so I,
1: you know, in a nutshell,
0: they got to fix and I'm it. I'm not a huge and I'm not a huge Jim Caldwell fan. but I'm I, not either, no, but, he, but he, got, I, he, he, but he, he got was better rail than the Detroit. guy that that's replaced him. Yeah, he got railroaded in Detroit. Absolutely, there's no. I mean, the Steve. I mean. The, the Steve Wilkes one is disgusting. Like, that, that's yeah. just disgusting. I mean, you I mean, don't fire a guy after one year. After, after one year, after that's one crazy. Year. And, I, and I tweeted directly at the Cardinals. I was, you know, hey, so if Cliff Kingsbury goes 4-12 next year, okay, he won one more game than, than Steve Wilkes. Does he get fired after a year? He might. I, I would hope that he does
1: because he he's, Be he's not. I mean, bro, you got fired from Texas Tech. That's.
0: I mean, this idea, this fantasy that, that Cliff, Look, Cliff Ginger, I've watched a lot of Texas Tech. A lot of Texas Tech. And yes, he's he got, he's got a cute little offense. and Wow, it's awesome. And wow, they score 50 points a game. He didn't and they the don't stop anybody. Tech. They fight him at his alma mater. Yeah. That should tell you something. When his alma mater... The, the, and he was the shit at, at Texas Tech. When they decided, now nah, we got to make a change. Right. When you can't even get to a bowl game at, with Texas Tech, a bowl game in the big 12 and then not to mention the fact that he takes the sc coordinator job for a month and then just decides oh i'm getting yeah, no, i get it he's getting, he's getting head coaching opportunities and he's getting phone calls and hey he's a businessman he's got a family i get it i get the business side of things but if i'm a coach if i'm a gm or if i'm an owner mm-hmm. of a team like damn dog, you committed to the to the trojans for a coordinator position and then a month later, you're leaving them to come, become a head coach? Like, yeah, that, that's a little if. It's a little if. It's a little if. So, yeah, no, I, I just wanted to touch. I wanted to pick your brain on the whole black coaches in the NFL. I think they, I, I. look, I think the Rooney Rule, I think it was a good idea at the time they did it, but it's antiquated and people are circumvented
2: mm-hmm. and
0: it's, it's becoming a mockery and a sham. And it's, and look, football, and to be fair, football is not the only sport that that has this problem. Mm-hmm. baseball has a lack of diversity oh in their front offices and in their, and in their managerial positions, I, you know, I can't even, I can't even think of a black baseball manager. You know, I can't even, I can't, off the top of my head right now. I can't, I can't even think. Uh, Robinson with the Dodgers. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Dave, Roberts, Dave, Roberts, Dave Roberts, Dave Roberts, Dave Roberts, Dave Roberts. Yeah. Dave Roberts. Outside of Dave Roberts, uh, Dave Roberts. Yeah. I can't that's even. About uh, that's about it. That's the first it. one that comes to mind. I, I yeah, can't think of anybody yeah. else. I mean, uh, Ron Washington is no longer with Texas, so you can't count him. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, outside of Dusty Baker and he was railroaded two years ago by the Nationals, um, you know, it's so I don't want to make this sound like it's just a football thing, because there's a lot of sports that have this issue right now. Mm-hmm. But it's it's a mock, it's, it's a sham. It's a sham. It's a mockery and it needs to be addressed. And it's 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 a damn shame that is going on. So I wanted to pick your brain on that. And then the last thing, Kyler Murray mm. and the in the decision to. Play, not play, baseball, football. Um, you played football. Um, maybe not at the level of, of Kyler Murray, but no. <laughs> you, 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 you played football, right. you you've been a student athlete. Um what how do you feel about the whole Kyler Murray situ- situation as far as the decision to play football or to play baseball? Um if you were Kyler Murray's father, what would you tell him to do? I mean, just kind of give me your thoughts on that whole that whole Kyler Murray situation. Uh there was a song in the nineties from
1: a group called Wu-Tang clan that said cash rules, everything around me, cream, get the money. Um, i tell my son to, you know, follow your heart, but go get the paper, you know, cause that, there's that guaranteed paper in baseball. Now, yeah, you're not going to be, uh, you know, you're, you know, it's not like tomorrow you're, you're, you're going to spring training uh, in you know, with the Yankees or anything like that, but baseball, why, why risk, you know, concussions and ruptured spleens playing football as opposed to playing baseball. Now I've never seen him play baseball, so I don't know how good he is or isn't. I'm assuming being drafted at the level where he was by the A's that he's pretty good. Um, But I would recommend to him to play baseball. And not only that, not only the money, but you can play longer, but, You know. Somebody is going to convince themselves between now and April that he's a you know first round draft pick and all it takes is one. And when you got, you know, Todd McShay and Mel Kuyper Jr. on ESPN saying that, you know, reading off your attributes and everything like that, then somebody says, okay, well, hey, we'll take him number one. That's all it takes. I mean, somebody Mm -hmm. took Tim Tebow in the first round. So. That's all that it takes is for one team to bite. Um, He's a very good college quarterback. He's extremely accurate. Uh, You know, obviously people talk about his height, but what's weird is that like when I saw him play, I didn't see a lot of passes getting knocked down at the line of scrimmage. Um, Conversely, I've seen taller quarterbacks like Phillip Rivers and, Matt Ryan get a lot of passes knocked down at the line of scrimmage, and and they're six five, six eight. So you know some of it could be the trajectory from where you throw. Their release you know, points, yeah, the stuff. release yeah. point and everything like that. Baker Mayfield yeah. is a guy who, and I'm like you, man. I had to, I had to eat crow. I didn't think Baker Mayfield was going to be good at all, uh, his height, withstanding. I didn't think he was. I thought he was just a very good college quarterback. Uh, But he looks like he's going to be a really good pro. And so, you know, he was another one that didn't get a lot of passes batted at the line of scrimmage. So I think Kyler Murray, man, you know, if he's going to do it and he I mean, he's already entered in himself into the draft. Somebody's going to take him number one in the first round. So I think I'll put it like this. I hope he knows what he's doing. If it were me and I was advising my son, I would tell you to follow your heart. But I would also say, I think baseball is the better long-term fit. Uh, You know, but, you know, I mean, if, like I said, somebody's going to draft him. So as long as he, if he, and he doesn't, the cool part for him is that he doesn't even have to do much. I mean, he can have a pro day. He doesn't have to go to the combine. He doesn't have to throw, you know, he can do the bare minimum. Somebody's going to take him in the first round.
0: Well, I I, and I wrote about this. This was my first blog post that I wrote. Okay, um, and I talked about kind of the not mo- necessarily the pros and cons. I kind of I kind of did a combination of pros and cons, and then also how this is a big loss for baseball because you know we, as you know and I know, baseball has a has a tough time attracting African Americans and mm-hmm. African American youth, and having a guy in the stature of Kyler Murray just won a Heisman Trophy that would have been a huge addition to baseball um and losing that guy is, is is a big hit to me now it's not a death blow they're not gonna of course baseball's gonna survive it's been around for 200 years it's gonna still be around with or without Kyler Murray mm-hmm. but I think it would have only helped to have Kyler Murray play baseball that being said I mean I I get the pros and cons I mean it's a longer apprenticeship in baseball mm-hmm. you know I mean you got to think about it from Kyler Murray yo I'm I balled out this year I won a Heisman Trophy I've I've you know, I played in a college football playoff. I actually played well in the second half, played close. You know, had we not gotten off to such a rough start in the first half, you know, we probably could have had a chance to win that game. Um, you know, had I played as well as we did in the second half, um, you know, I get to the heights of my sport and then, OK, guys. All right. Well, you know, it was fun. It was cool. All right. Now I got to go play, uh, you know, uh you know coastal league baseball (laughs) you know know, playing for the you know the fresno monsoons riding the bus like in some dilapidated cities like yeah it's a hey you know i get it it's it's a it's it's a come down it's a really big come down you know and also and that's the and this is why i love baseball because you could be the most athletic you could be the most gifted, physically gifted, talented individual. If you can't hit that fastball, can't hit that curve, you ain't shit. You mm. ain't shit. The mm, mm, handout mm. coordination, that bat speed, now from everything I've read. And it's, all, it's also hard to evaluate prospects um, because you just don't know. I mean, guys look good, but, you know, you got to base. It's harder to judge. Like it's easier to judge NFL prospects and basketball process and baseball process. It's just, it just is. It's just,
2: mm-hmm. it's
0: easier. It's harder in baseball, but everything that you read, and I've never watched him play a game in baseball. I'll be, I'll be honest, but everything you read, he's got the bat speed. He's got the hand-eye coordination, which is the two two things that you instantly need to be at the very least a major leaguer. So he has those things. Now, who knows if they actually you know develop even more and transfer over into the major leagues? Who knows? But, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, that's the that's the tricky thing about baseball. Hey, you could be the greatest, most physically gifted athlete in the world and can't if you can't hit the curve, you ain't making it to the majors. Nope. Not it's at just, all. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> it just isn't. And that's the, and that's why I think a lot of kids, you know, because I you know, I have I've seen a lot of documentaries and I've talked to a lot of people that played a lot, you know, two and I know a couple of friends of mine that were two sport athletes. A lot of guys that played baseball and football and love baseball. Like they just they loved it. They love playing it. But they set lights off said, of, guys you know there's no guarantee. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I'm going to make it in baseball. And plus, like, the, you can't underscore the instant. You know, we live in the instant gratification world. hmm yeah? And we want it right now. 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 And baseball is just not like that. It's not an instant gratification sport. You know, it, it's not a sport that you're going to get it right now. I don't care if you're Kyler Murray and you hit 35. You, you can hit 70 home runs coming out of college. You want to play an A-ball. Mm-hmm. It's gonna happen. Like you may not be there for long, but you're gonna play in the minor leagues. So it's just it's just one of those things. You know what I mean? It's just one of those things. Very rarely has a first round pick not played in the minors. I think the last guy to do it was Mike Leek, pitcher for the for the Mariners. Mm. So that he just completely just skipped minor league baseball. Um, but it's very rare. Very I mean, even Bryce Harper, you know, a, a, a Chuck, you know, a a teenage prodigy. You know, he was even in the minor leagues for two years. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's it's going to happen. It's going to happen. So I think it's a longer apprenticeship in, in in baseball as opposed to football, where he can get drafted and conceivably next year play for mm-hmm.
2: You
0: know that? You know, so it, it's I, it's interesting because I I can see pro both both the pros and the cons of of either decision. I would say this: that yeah, man, you got. And also the other thing that can't be underscored either is like. While the money long term is better in baseball, the money short term is not as great because right now, as a, as, a, as an NFL quarterback, you know, he's coming in with, you know, at, with the opportunity to make four million in baseball. Right. You don't really start making money until you, till you become arbitration. First of all, you got to make the make it to the major leagues. Right. And then you don't start making really three or four years in when you become arbitration eligible. You know what I'm saying? That's when you really start making real money. So, yeah, I mean, so now, obviously, once you get, you know, arbitration eligible and you sign that first big contract, you know, 26, 27, 28, we're talking about way more money, guaranteed money than mm-hmm. you would get in the NFL, obviously. But it's a longer wait. Again, it's a gratification. So I think, I think, um, look, I, I don't think you can knock the kid either way. I really don't. Um, if he decides to play football, hey, man, he followed his heart. It's what he wants to do. I think you got to give him you, you got to respect him for that. If he decides to stick to baseball, um, then you got to respect him for that. I don't think you can knock him either way. I just, I hope that he's not right. getting bad advice. I hope he's not getting, and I wrote that in my, in my piece. I, I hope he's not getting, you know, I hope he's not getting some agent filling his ear, his ear with a bunch of hot air, you know what I'm saying? And falling in love with pronosticators and stuff. Cause that's, I, I hope he's really doing this. Cause he's, he's thought about this and he's really, you know, Hey, I, you know, and he's following his heart. I really hope so. I hope that he's not just making this decision just for money. Um, I hope mm-hmm. that he actually put some thought in it. I really do. So, and we don't know. We don't know this guy, so we don't know. But I, I would hope that that's the case. So. Oh, no doubt. I, I agree. I agree yeah, I totally. I, I figured I would ask you that because you, yeah, I figured I would ask you because you, you know, you, you, you played football, so you know, just kind of to get your – and you have kids that are old enough to be Calum, calendar, mm-hmm. Calumary's age, so. You know what I mean? So, you you know, what would your decision have been? Have you been a parent? Because, you know, you know, you, were, you would ask oh, no that decision. Like, oh, what do you think I could do? You know, and I hope his pops, you know, told him the same thing. Like, hey, man, follow your heart. You know, I'm sure his pops probably said, yo, you know, long term, I think baseball's probably the smarter decision. But, you know, you got to do what you love. No doubt. So. No doubt. Yeah. And you got to either way, whatever
1: you whatever you decide, you got to make that decision and be cool with it. And live with whatever the consequences that come with it. You know, you can't, you don't want to have regrets saying, oh man, I should have, I should have stuck with football. Oh man, I should have, I should have played baseball yeah. because I think, you know, when you get older, you know, those things tend to, you know, bother you even more. You want to say, okay, well, look, I made my decision and I'm cool and I'm at peace with whatever decision that I made.
0: Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Kyle, I want to thank you. It is uh, it's a late night for you. So My man. Let you go Anytime, bro. Tomorrow, Anytime. But I appreciate the time. Uh, before you go, man, plug your podcast, please. Tell them, uh, plug your blog, too. Uh, tell them all the, the things you got coming up, man. Um, you know, just let them know where they can find you. Social media, all that good stuff, okay. man. Tell yourself.
1: Uh, you can find me on, uh... Oh, where can you find me? You can find me on Twitter, at <laughs> 12. i'm I'm on there sometimes you can find me on twitter at 12 kyle the number one two k-y-l-e uh just on there just you know usually talking trash and just talking uh uh whatever i feel like talking about um the podcast as manny mentioned it's called the 12 kyle podcast uh you can find it on any platform where you find a free podcast uh apple you can find soundcloud stitcher now featured on Spotify, uh, Castbox, you name it, I'm there. Uh, you can find it on the bathroom wall, probably. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and like I said, a podcast. I would talk about a little bit of, about everything. Like I said, anywhere, a- everything from dating and relationships to sex to uh, sports to um, you know hip hop and music uh, and just you know life in general. Uh, I don't talk politics and I don't talk about current events. So. Uh, if you you if you want to come and you know listen to some stuff that'll make you laugh and make you think, then uh, that's the podcast you need to check out. Uh, plus, check it out because it's dope. Because I'm dope, you know. So I mean, modestly speaking, <laughs> but uh, but uh, but yeah, that's 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 what's up, man. And as always, bro, I'm glad we got a chance to do this. And um, you know, anytime. And I, I I like the new format. I like uh, and I've been on you, man. About you know, I was waiting on the on the new podcast to come out. And uh, yeah, I took a break yeah, for the yeah. for the for the holidays and everything like that, man. But it's good. I, I, I'm loving the way it sounds, and um, and I listen every week, man. I listen every week, and appreciate. Um, sure. you know, sometimes I want to tell you, like, manny, calm down, man. Just calm down. You're gonna have a fit. See,
0: well, this is why I like having guests, man, because it it, you know, I can't blow up the way I want to. I came close, you know, tonight's episode. I came close a couple of times on certain topics. But you know, hey man, I like having that person to talk to, man, because I I can call myself, I can be an interviewer instead of having to talk to you to carry a show (laughs) yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know how it is to carry a show by yourself sometimes. You gotta you gotta like Feel like you're not talking too much, but also like talk and right. try to entertain the right. listeners, and um, and then at the end of the day, you're it's it's oh hysteria. no doubt,
1: no doubt, and and I, and I definitely got to come back on uh, before spring training, you know, fill you in on how we about to win another championship.
0: <laughs> oh no, we not we not bringing you on during the baseball season. So if you come back on, we're going to talk about basketball. We're not talking about baseball. Oh basketball. yeah, man. Uh, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, now y'all oh. want to be the cheap man season, not you know pay man. Manny Machado, but you know. Hey.
1: I I'm, old, I'm I'm good on Machado. Uh, I think we I, I thought we were going to make a run at him, but I'm okay. Y'all should be good on him. Yeah, Y'all don't I, need I, him. I, need what, man, all I'm I want to okay. All I want to do is just to be able to be hitting the ball and shutting teams down pitching come late September. That's all I want because if that happens, this is, this is, this is the arrogance of
0: Yankee fans. Hey man, I'm just saying, man, I mean, of, uh, I'm good. I'm good hey, on man, man Machado. Like I I don't want to a multiple-time All-Star. When you win, 46, when you win like we do, goals. man, you you know yeah, whatever.
1: Dude. I mean, we <laughs> we the best. I mean, you know, I mean, Boston they did that thing last year. Houston did that thing a couple years ago. You know, but mm. we will be back. Mm-hmm. We'll be. Did back. they ever? But we'll be. Did back. they ever? You know this. I, and I'm surprised mm-hmm. that you're still rocking with this team with the Mets. <sighs> but I digress. I think you told you you told listen, me before man, not, how, how you became a Mets fan. So I respect. So I respect. Listen, listen, man.
0: I think we've had a great show. <laughs> I want to finish it on a high note. I, I've been avoiding talking about my teams because I'm trying to follow your life. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to calm down. down. You you down. Right, I'm trying right, to go into right. 2019 with a yeah. With we're a we're, we're, we're not going to talk in life and yeah, yeah. We're not going to talk baseball. We're not going to talk the. We're definitely not going to talk the Jets. So yeah, we we good. We're good. You know, maybe I'm maybe I might have you on to talk about no, and how we, that we will not happen. Hey, I, hey man. You, you just saw respect, sure you Just you did, right? <laughs> oh my God! You start with hey, me. Come on, last Virginia. Listen, we will definitely have you on. Yeah, you We're know, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll I, be able to talk we, because we Duke is not
1: going to make it. They're not going to win the championship. So I'm going to need you to um, tell me why my Atlanta Hawks should draft Zion Williamson. So we'll we'll definitely
0: have that talk
1: uh in the spring.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll, I will. Uh, <laughs> I will. I will let you know why they should draft Zion. I will let you know. The child y'all probably. <laughs> He's no, a bad Atlanta, boy. Y'all probably blow to, the number one pick too. Man, stop, it. stop <laughs> it. But man, thank you for being on the show, man. I truly appreciate bro, anytime, it. Anytime, man. I truly man. appreciate it. Uh, you, you know whenever you want to come on, just let me know, man. I will have you yeah. on. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Me. Anytime, bro. And I got to get you on mine, man. We're going to talk hey, to you. just too. You just make the call. I will be there. I got All right, you. bro. How will you, man. All right, man. I'm a holiday. Enjoy your day. Uh, Have a Have a good rest of your week, man. All right, man. I'll right, get bro. with you. Later. You are listening to Any Given Sunday, a Sunday morning sports conversation. Please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Podbean, and all other podcasting services. Follow us on Facebook at Any Given Sunday, on Twitter at AGSPod, and on Instagram at AGS Podcast. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. All right, welcome back. Uh thanks again to Kyle for being my guest this week on the podcast, man. I really appreciate it. Uh it's always a good time having him on the show, man. He's just such a smart dude, insightful, brings a lot to the show. Um glad to have him as a friend, as a podcast mentor. So uh it's always a good time having him on the show. Um uh, if you haven't listened to his uh his podcast, please listen to it. It's a great show. It's the 12 Kyle podcast, it's available everywhere. iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. Anywhere you can find podcasts, he's there. Um, But yeah, man, that's it for this week's show. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed the football today, regardless of the results. Saints fans, we love (laughs) y'all. Keep all sharp objects away from yourselves. No, but for real, uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed the football today. It was a great day of football. And hopefully you guys have a great, happy, wonderful rest of you guys this week, man. Enjoy your day off. If you're not working tomorrow, if you are working tomorrow, I feel sorry for you. <laughs> we'll enjoy the day off for you. Uh, but no, nah, man, that's it for this week's episode. And uh, we'll be back next week with another episode of the show. As always, thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Um, this show wouldn't be the show that it is without you guys, man. And uh, if you if you love the show, just keep supporting it. Uh, drop us a review on iTunes, man. We need it. The, the more love that we get, the more reviews that we we get the better uh the more notice and more again and more uh attention we get uh for the podcast so um yeah man that's it so uh for any given sunday i am your host manny brown thank you for listening and uh have a happy rest of your week thanks see you next
2: week